This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. What's up, man? <laughs> no, not a whole lot, man. Yeah, this, this is this is awesome. So, which podcast is this, man? You got like what, three or four of them now? No, just, I've had like so. I had I started the whole this one first, right? And then yeah. I kind of like shuttered it briefly because I had just a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah. Uh, with the intention of always sort of kind of bringing it back and really doing it better. Like, and cause now that I have a lot more, like I have a lot more time on my hands. Like I've moved, as you can see, I got a garage, which yeah. <laughs> I got well, enough. You probably, you probably have a lot more to say now too. Right? I, have a lot, I have a shitload more to say. Um, <laughs> I got a, a balcony or garage an off, you know, like a little thing up. So I have spaces that I can move around and right. like, um, my kids are here, but like, because I'm like no longer like living with their mother and yeah. haven't been for a couple, like, I'm just more able to do shit to, uh, to the degree where, where I wasn't in the past. Yeah. Um, but I remember so- when, I remember when you first, you first, uh, like I subscribed to the channel mm-hmm. and it, was, it was probably like, what was it during COVID? Like when you first, uh, yeah. 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 The mutual yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was cool, man, because, you know, I, I just like hearing your takes on movies and pop mm-hmm. culture and shit, you know. So. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it's always, it's always interesting, so. Yeah, appreciate that. I hope so. I try to be. I try to be. I'm like, yo, somebody's got to be interested in this weird ass shit, not just me. Um, right, these yeah. random, random ass things that I'm into. Um, and I well, know and that because I listen to a lot of weird ass podcasts, so I know there's an audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And like, you just got to build the audience. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is um, you, you hear a lot of the same opinions floating around a lot. And that's why I kind of like, you know, hearing you and Jay sometimes yeah. like, yeah, it's just like just differing opinions, man. And it's not it's not normally what you what you see, like on Twitter or what you just hear, you know, most podcasts. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not what you hear from, I guess, just normal people just fucking it's almost like they're trying to um, just trying to repeat like. I guess talking points, mainstream talking. Yeah, and points. I hate hearing about the same movies over and over again. Like, listen, I love Halloween, but like, how many <laughs> times are we going to talk about Halloween? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what hasn't been said about some of these movies? You know what I mean? Like, a lot, and that's like that's a big yeah. thing too, where it's like, how many podcasts are based around like the same fifty movies? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like and- every take you can think of has been said. Yeah, and I feel like uh, like when I start talking about that shit, like I sound pretentious, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's like I'm not. I mean, every opinion has been shared about those films. Right. And it's almost like everybody's dissected them to a point to where, like, we're all just kind of desensitized to it. Right. And like even people who aren't cinephiles, they have an opinion on the shit now. So yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. It, just, it just gets old, like you said. But um, and. That's- I, and Go ahead. I've seen a lot. I, well, I've seen a lot of movies uh, just that you've shared on social media mm-hmm. that I've never even fucking heard of. So I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, you know, that's the road I want to go down. Like, right, I, right. I, I look for the the uh, obscure stuff, you know. Yeah, and that was the whole point of me doing some shit. Is like, 
a big, a big, a big aspect of it is, is to like, there's so many, there's so much stuff out there, right? Like, yeah. it's just like there that no one's talking about, right? It's too much. Um, and also from a creative, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of these podcasts are from like people who actually are creatives, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them yeah. are more so, even some of the people that like direct stuff too, that, but, but it feels like their podcasts are still like kind of fan based yeah like fan based and more like you know more like i don't know like a pop culture critic you know what i mean like yeah. from, a, from from that kind of they come from that kind of angle and i like i just feel like you know um i like uh, another reason i want to do this is because like i'm always trying to like push myself in real time um i'm usually talking about things that i'm like literally watching or reading or while I'm like writing, making shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, it's almost for a way for me to sort of like have other people on and like open up my skull yeah. <laughs> and be like, yo, this is what I got going on. Like what you think? And then like through that process, I feel like it helps me when I return to whatever it is I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and with it, with buzzkill, uh, like I look, I like Buzzkill. I stand by Buzzkill. I still think Buzzkill yeah. is a great podcast. I mean, it's very young. You know, it's only really, we're only like yeah. eleven episodes. Uh, but like, Jason just had a, a full plate. You know what I'm saying? And he he came to me actually. So like I said, when I was when I had stopped doing this, mm -hmm. always with the intention to restart it at some point, he came to me like, "Yo, you want to do a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Yeah. Uh, and then then we just started doing buzzkill and then like he hit his sort of like capacity with all the stuff he's got going on in his life yeah and it, it, it just happens. became yeah, yeah it just became one of those things where i just kind of knew i need i knew i needed to pivot because i was like i don't want to stop the momentum you know what i'm saying like um yeah. of like what we were doing with buzzkill i just need to divert it to back to the thing i was doing before yeah. and if and if we want to come back to buzzkill we can always do that it's there but like, I just had to like, you know, pivot. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. like me, and, me and Jason uh -huh. still, me and Jason still cool. We still, you know, he's literally talking to me on, you know, DMs the other day, but like I yeah. said, he's just got, you know, he's just got his things going on. So. Uh, yeah. I honestly didn't even know that y'all took like a hiatus from it. I, I thought cause I was because we really, because yeah, because we, we really didn't like what it was, was like, I was, it was, it was just like, a, it just kind of happened. That's yeah. why like people were like asking like, yo, what's happening? It was like, no, it just, he just hit me up. Like, yo man, like you just want to, and I just didn't want to continue doing it by myself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I already yeah. hit, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it felt like a two man thing. So yeah. it was just like, nah, I'm just going to do, you know, I'll just pivot back over to this that way, you know, that, that is what it is. And that maintains what it is. So, because yeah, yeah you were originally you supposed to be on, it was, it was originally going to be a buzzkill. Uh, and it, and yeah. it was just, yeah. And the moment that it wasn't, and I just was like, all right, boom, I just immediately pivoted right back to, to mutual aberration society. Um, yeah. and like, I just, yeah, I just did, this is the third one. Like, um, cause yeah. I just have, you know, like I had mad, I just, we just had other things lined up, but it was just, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I kind of put you off for a while too, man. I was like, I was just, I, I kept, I, I was like, man, I don't have the time. Another, you know, just like you said, it's just another one of those things where life gets in the way. And like, I had a, 
I don't even want to call it a podcast. I guess it was, but it was a thing uh, called Popcorn on the Macabre. Oh, that's that's not and, like the name. Yeah, and, and me, me and uh, me and my buddy Chad. Um, Chad was the he was like my production manager for Close Calls, and uh, like production coordinator guy. He helped me out a lot. He was my script supervisor, and he's been a friend of mine for a long time. And uh, during COVID, we were kind of like, man, do you want to you want to fuck around? Do you want to do a podcast? And uh, and and that's I mean, it was cool. And like you said, the the two man operation is is cool because you kind of feed off each other's energy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I know, man, if I'm doing stuff by myself, like I'm kind of stilted, you know, and yeah, but yeah. if I'm talking to somebody who shares the same like passion for shit and you know, and you don't have to agree on everything, but what's cool is that we were kind of uh, dissecting like these old movies. And uh, I guess it it kind of revolved around like 80s horror and uh, some 70s horror, 90s horror. But it, uh, man, after a while, it just kind of like, I don't want to say that it uh, it got stale or that I got tired, you know, like, I, I mean, I could have kept going, but it was like, man, I wanted to do it's like you got to have multiple creative outlets, man. And sometimes yeah, I, yeah. I'm just like, man, I can't, I can't record this all the fucking time. And, that, and that's just me, though. Yeah, no, no, like, no. I, it I, takes, I get winded. Yeah, this, this people think that like podcasts, t- podcast takes energy, dog. It takes energy and effort. People just think that like, nah, man, like it actually does. Uh, yeah, it, it does. It takes energy and effort. And it is one other thing that you're doing. Um and it, it so I get it. Like there's that there's a reason why like this this is like the reboot <laughs> of yeah, yeah. Uh, of a podcast. And there's a reason why uh, it, I transitioned from another one from Buzzkill. It's because it does. These things take time. They take time. Yeah. They take energy. And w- when you're doing other things too, yeah. uh, you know, um, for me, like the podcast has to be. And this is another reason why I didn't want to like go down the Buzzkill route because when it's when it's just me because yeah. like uh i feel like as much as i was a big big part of buzzkill like mm-hmm. uh it was still i still viewed it as like a team effort so yeah there was only there's only so much that i i feel like even with even with jay's blessing that i would do with that right like i would only yeah. do i would only do so because i feel like you know like i don't want to make this completely so it's like i i already have something like that that I was going to go back to and it's just to right. me this is just an extension of sort of my my creative mind or if, <laughs> that sounds so yeah pretentious I, I'm, digging it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. digging all the memes on fucking Instagram oh too. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the meme stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shit posting yeah yeah, so yeah. That's, that's what I mean though like when I'm it helps me because it also like I said like for me it's all about tricking yourself as a as an artist right you have to trick, yeah. you have to always constantly trick your mind into getting it back into uh, the creative space where you're having like fun and, and you're like not yeah. only having fun, but you're like stimulating your, your mind and you're like reminding yourself, oh, like this is like my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like reminding, yeah. your, reminding yourself of your interests, reminding yourself of the things that like, you know, so the, a podcast, doing a podcast like this, where, you know, I talk to other creative people um, and we talk about other like works that, you know, things we like, things we don't like, like, yeah. it's just like, it's another way to f- 
to sort of like create something, but simultaneously sort of like uh, keep the fire going and like, yeah. and also, yeah. also fill the well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because you always got to, well, like, you got to fill that well. Go ahead. Yeah. And I remember you, you, you know, we had talked um, on the phone recently about how, like, you know, it was, I, I think I had told you, I think I mentioned to you one night about writer's block. And like, the thing is, I don't really believe in writer's block. Like, I yeah. think it, it really comes down to laziness sometimes, but that it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not all of it. Like sometimes you do get creatively dehydrated, but, but you, you know, I remember you telling me, you were like, man, you have to upload as much as you download, you know, yeah. you, you have to take, you have to take a break. And like, I wasn't taking a break. I feel like, you know, you have to like take time out to, you know, post funny shit on the internet or, <laughs> or like watch movies, read books, listen to music. And like, dude, I wasn't making time for any of that shit. I was just like, uh, just go, 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 you know, just steadily just trying to work on shit. And I, you know, I started burning myself out and like, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 it's cool just to constantly explore different things, but I have to like remind myself to do that. Otherwise I get stuck in a rut. Yep. You know? Yep. It's a, ha- I call it the hamster wheel, like where it's just like, you know, you just, you're just running it like, but you're not like you will burn. You will literally burn out. Like, because yeah. all you're doing is creating, like, I know we know so many people like that, like where yeah. they're just constantly, I've written this, I've written that, I've written like, okay. But yeah. like, <laughs> that's all you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just, you're sort of like, you're never take, like, it's so important. The time that you're actually not creating is almost more important than when you yeah. are. And yeah. I think, I think yeah. that, I, I think that that's not talked about, or that's something that people never say. It's like right. people will be like, oh, that's procrastination. I'm like, f- first of all, I say this all the time. Like, I'm a master of procrastination. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an expert, but that's not when I say that I'm not speaking from a procrastination, a procrastination uh, viewpoint. When I say that I'm not I'm not right, speaking yeah. from someone who's no, I'm speaking from someone who's like, no, beyond just putting off work. I mean, like, no, actively not do not creating so that you can create exactly is, is, yeah. is super important and how you occupy that sort of non-create creating time um well yeah because even when you procrastinate you're still thinking right i mean right you're still, right right you got it's, the gears turning right it's a little bit of procrastination is that thing that's like it's a little bit of it it, it it's like it gives you an excuse to not to put off the work because yeah. because your look because it's like fuck you don't want to do it but also like there is some validity in not going forward a lot of times yeah. especially if you aren't like it's not because again tricking yourself again like this podcast you know tricking yourself uh doing tricks to sort of keep your creative sort of art brain it's because you have like you have to be exactly, of two, yeah. you know what i'm saying because you have to be of two minds just to exist in our society right like you gotta yeah, it, you know you gotta... i think it's important because mm-hmm. sometimes i ruminate mm-hmm. you know and i get depressed mm-hmm. and no matter what i'm thinking about it's like uh you you still you still got the you know the gears turning and like because i know i don't feel the same like from one day to the next and so sometimes i get inspiration from you know the shit that i'm optimistic about uh which is very rare but but then like uh you know on days where i'm real cynical i get I get good ideas too. So, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a balance and like always try to turn it into some kind of like 
creative outlet or inspiration, you know, no matter how fucked up you're feeling or how good you're feeling, you know, I know a lot of people who they they can't really create anything unless they're fucking depressed or sad. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's, you know, it's, it's good that you bring that up, that idea of like only being able to create from like, sad being you know a point when you're sad or you're in a, in a in a sort of depressed state right or people that don't can yeah. only can only create once they've experienced sort of like loss or trauma trauma you know i hate i was trying to avoid <laughs> trauma yeah i was <laughs> trying to avoid the word trauma because i feel like I, that's an overused word but you're right yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh you know what i mean um and i feel like that's a trope right uh but there's validity in the trope right yeah w- w- which is like um I will say this, it's not, it's not about trauma. It's about life experience and life. Exactly. You experience everything, the full spectrum, right. Of, yeah. of human emotions and the emotional lexicon, you know, like you, you yeah. experience all of those things. And like, that's, that's, what's the point of making something if you really don't have anything to say. And I don't mean like, you don't have to have a message, so to speak, and be like heavy handed. Right. But you have to sort of because I feel like, you know, that's a lot of bad art is made from like people sort of beating you over the head with whatever it is they're trying to say. And it becomes like a lecture or like some sort of, you know, yeah, pseudo, like some sort of, yeah, weird TED talk thing. Right. Where, <laughs> it does. Yeah. 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 And I, that's not what I mean, though. What I mean that is like life experience shows in the work, you know, both both. Overtly and and inadvertently, like and sort of beneath the surface, right it, beneath the surface of the work subconsciously, like there's going to be things that uh, you put in the work, whether you're aware and, of it or not, like and yeah. that comes from life. It comes from experience that exactly. comes from having like a worldview that comes from, you know, I'm not interested in people who are just like making, making things that are about like, I feel like that's the problem with a lot of the stuff now, which is like, uh, there's no, the reason there's no personality is because they're referencing things, but they're just making movies about movies. They're just exactly. making shows about movies or shows about shows and books about books, you know, about other books they've read. Like, that's like the, like, you know it's what I mean? Exhausting. Like, right. It's, it's like, exhausting, dude. And, and it's all polemics. A lot of it's polemics. Yeah, polemics. Uh, and then the, like you said, it's a, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking burned out. I'm so fucking burned out on like nostalgia. And yeah. I know we've talked about this before too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's okay, dude. I'm nostalgic as fuck. I, I, I love my old seventies movies. I love eighties movies. You know, you're always going to love shit that comes from your childhood, right? but it's almost, it's become such a fucking high for everybody that it's almost like when people see shit like that comes out and it's new, mm-hmm. they immediately think, Oh, this is a classic. And, and it's like, no, you don't understand. Like this is just something that's been, it's being repeated. It's, it's formulaic, but they're not stepping outside of that fucking nostalgic bubble and really analyzing it for what it is. It's, I call it the stranger thingsification yeah. of the culture. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, this, to, it drops right on July 1st. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't give, I don't give a shit. I don't yeah, give a I know, shit. I know, I know you I'm, don't. <laughs> I, fucking, I hate that shit. And I got friends that talk to me about it all the time. And I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck about stranger things. I look, yeah. I watched the first season. 
And that was kind of like it for me, you know, because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like everybody's just trying to copy that shit and ride that train, you know, the ride the coattails and and uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it just it feels like uh like there's no like you said, uh having a unique voice is really important. And artists, I think, don't even really know that they have it. But like you said, that uh so just having life experience is important because you can incorporate that into whatever you're working on and you won't even really fucking know that you're doing it because it kind of just comes from the heart. And I know we we've talked we've touched on this before too, like uh, how you need to come from a more intuitive place instead of a place of like intellectualism, because that's the quickest way for your fucking art to die. Mm, yeah, yeah, you can be too whether, intellectual. Whether, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. I mean, whether you, whether you want to say it's it's pretentious or or what, uh, or if it's overly verbose, it just comes across as masturbatory. And like it's, uh, I used to be obsessed with, um, you know, I'll give you an example. I used to be really uh, obsessed with like dialogue, right? yeah yeah and (laughs) and yeah and and now i don't give a fuck about that it's like man i just you know dialogue you want it to sound good like when you're writing a a character and like uh, you're telling a story like you want it to kind of uh to drive the narrative but it doesn't have to be rhythmic doesn't have to be this aaron sorkin shit you know no 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 (laughs) i I just yeah i just feel like it it, uh it gets kind of um people are too precious about it yeah, facts. Yeah. And I feel like that's a stage I can kind of identify an artist by sort of their obsession with that particular thing. Right. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you and me are sort of on a similar wavelength about that. I feel like I was at a point where like, yeah, dialogue was like what I love. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like now I'm kind of like, you know, like I'm not obsessed about it. like I feel like you and I feel like certain people get trapped. Like they've they watch Diner or they watch, you know, yeah. a, a Tarantino movie or, you know, or something like uh, David Mamet, Ma- yeah. Mamet, you know, or like Dinner with Andre or something. Yeah. And, and then they get obsessed with dialogue. And then like you still talk to them like years later and they're still on that tip. They're still on the like yeah. that. And I'm like, aren't you so you, like you, you still on that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm definitely not. You know what I mean? Like, I love good dialogue, but uh, what what constitutes good dialogue to me has changed. You know, yeah. um, it's not about just saying words. <laughs> you know, it's not about like uh, just having <laughs> characters speak to speak, you know. Um, well, yeah. And, and, and also like uh, like being overly pedantic or, you know, going on for a long fucking time like it's a stage play. You know, I, I used to like like we were saying, like what, I mean, hell, I think the first screenplay I ever read was, uh, uh, from dust till dawn. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the first, you know? that's and, one of the first I read. It wasn't the first, but it was one of them. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I think like, it kind of got me on this dialogue kick. Cause I was thinking like, Oh, that's what makes a good script, you know? And then, and I started reading Kevin Smith shit and, mm. and now I'm just like, it makes me want to throw up, you know, but I, I know <laughs> <laughs> like, I realize it's part of just being young. Yeah. That's what it uh, is. Yeah. But like I used to be so naive that I thought that like, oh, that's how you tell a story. You just make it make it sound fucking lyrical and rhythmic and you got something. But it it's not about like making it fucking poetic to me. It's just like, man, yeah. can you make it can you make it riveting from one scene to the next? Like it, it could just be. I don't know. I learned a lot from reading like Walter Hill, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I love Walter Hill scripts. I love I love reading them. I love how like he's he's been he manages to like pare them down you know what i mean and make them like yeah. that haiku style that he popularized that exactly. so many people try to 
and they do it wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, I, it's so like, yeah, but, but I hate when I see a script written like that. I'm like, why are you using this? You're just using this because you think it's cool. Yeah. Like you're not using it further. You know, like that's not the reason that Walter Hill's using it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, if you know why you're using it, cool. But if you're just using it because you think it's cool, like that's no different than a Kevin Smith shit. Like what exactly. I mean by that is like Kevin Smith, you got to remember, like we were young when we liked that, that stuff. Yeah. Right. But he was young as fuck when he made it. But the problem with him was he got validated at that young, early stage. So because he got validated, right, and he was he got money in a career, notoriety and fame, right, yeah. early 20s, making clerks and then on to the stuff, you know, mall rats and all this other stuff that, right, like because chasing of the, Amy. chasing Amy, because he got yeah. a, that early sort of success, uh, it was like he was frozen in crystal at exactly. that point. In yeah. his career, and he's never been able to to push beyond that anymore, right? No. You know, and and I feel like that's the problem with Hollywood, and that's the problem with like it, it's bigger than Hollywood. It's a problem with yeah. the arts in, in in this country specifically, right? Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of people who are elevated beyond their abilities. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to say that some of those people may may have some ability, but it still needed to be nurtured. But instead of the nurturing process, what happens is they're immediately thrust, you know, in the spotlight and given the keys to the city, <laughs> keys yeah, to the yeah. fucking town. Um, and they never grow after that. Like they never no. get to the next level of development for themselves as a creative, as an artist. And they're just like, I'm just doing my version of me. And like, that's most of the stuff we grew up liking. That's yeah. most of the people that we laud as good. Uh, yeah. And I feel like if you're really in this, for like to i'm in this because uh it's what i it's, it's just i can't not be exactly. you know what i mean like i don't really give a fuck that's why i speak so freely it's because like i don't i'm gonna be making this stuff whether you pay me a lot or not and i'm gonna i'm gonna live whatever it is i gotta do i'm gonna live i've been through a yeah. lot more than a lot of these people in this business like you know what i mean like yeah. uh uh i know that like a lot of people in in the business who have careers uh, would pretty much quit uh, or, you know, it, or if they've experienced like one tenth of what I have personally, um, yeah. they just never have. Right. Like, and I'm not discounting everyone's experience in the business thing. Like, that's a general, that's a very general, you know, in a very generalizing statement to make, but yeah. I feel like it's a fairly educated one based on just a lot of the people I know. Um, like yeah. it's not everybody, but it's a significant amount of people working, um, in this art space, <laughs> whether it's well, film, whether it's literary circles, whatever, yeah. you know, TV, whatever. I feel that way. Uh, I honestly do. Um, some of those, there's some people you can point to who've, who've made it out of the struggle, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And gotten success. Uh, but well, usually for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of exactly we were kind of talking about, um, you know, Kevin Smith, how he for a while, it seemed like he was branching out mm -hmm. into something different when he did Red State. Right. Which, you know, I, I think is his best film. Uh, Despite that felt, ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. It felt uh, but it felt different. And yeah, like, yeah. it's like but but look at what he's doing now. He went he went back to Clerks he, three. 
Yeah, Clerks 3 and Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, There's a, the Clerks cool. 3 trailer is about to drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad. Like, I'm not going to hold you. It's kind of sad. You wow. know, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, I guess it's not because, I mean, he's making money still, right? He's still able to put movies out. So it's not completely sad. But from a pure artist standpoint, it's kind of sad. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, again, I feel like he's a guy who, like, I don't even have any ill will towards Kevin Smith. No. You know, um, I actually kind of like have some level of like uh, I have a soft spot for him a little bit, you know, um, yeah. despite my criticisms of him. Right. Because I feel like he is somebody who's I feel like he's sincere. Right. Yeah. I feel like he's a sincere yeah. kind of guy and filmmaker. Uh, and yeah. I feel like he is trying to make the stuff that he can make. Um, well, but it's like we were saying, you mm-hmm. know, you can you can kind of tell that he's he's been put in a box, you mm-hmm. know, and. He's been been reduced to what people expect of him, and that's yeah. you know that's that's a trap, like you said. I get, and I guess if you're like you said, if you're making money, you're kind of uh, you only have so many options. But right. But to his credit, he never, uh, and maybe it's just because maybe he he has sort of he has sort of signaled that he tried maybe to 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 sell out even more, but just figured figured out he couldn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but to whether whether that that's the case or not. Yeah. To his credit, he has been doing things his way. You know what I mean? Like he has been, you know, writing the stuff. Yeah. And putting the stuff out and, and just getting it made by whatever means that he could. So, you know, you got to give him credit for that. I always want to give people credit for for shit, you know. Oh, exactly. Um, and well, he's all, he's also doing those road shows too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can't completely, you know, if you want to be fair, right. Yeah. Um, you can't completely write off Kevin Smith completely in totality, well, you know, because he's, yeah, he's still kind of on the indie level really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, the Hollywood system is really what I get cynical about. Um, and yeah. And, and, and sort of to so, so sort of, uh, tie this into the bigger conversation that I wanted yeah. to talk to you about. Um, uh, you're, I like that you're a regional filmmaker, like yeah. despite, despite having one film under your belt, 2017's close calls that yeah. you've written and directed, which I'm going to talk to you about. And I'm going to have you, I'm actually going to have you in your own words to, from the guy who created it, describe to the listeners like what close calls is about, right? I'm gonna let you do that. But first, I would just want to say on that point that you just made about like the business, right? About like yeah. what drives people crazy and, and what I've talked to you about on the phone. And then, you know, and over time, over a couple of past few years, some of the conversations we've had um, is that if you chase a career through the channels, um, the sort of uh, the Hollywood channels, the ones that like are supposed to put you in on, in the pipeline, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Um, that is a soul sucking pursuit. Yeah. Like it yeah. is, it will grind you up and spit you out, bro. Yeah. And make you never want to ever do this. Ever, ever, ever. So it's always like a, I'm always like trying to like I've tried to talk to you about this before, because uh, uh, I'm always trying to like push you towards like 
doing things like close calls, even though I know that like, yeah, that almost killed you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it took years off my life. Man. Right. 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 Um, but pushing you to do things that are, cause, cause I feel like even your script that I read, uh, the wolf candy script, right. Yeah. I feel like I would have received your script differently if I hadn't seen close calls. Um, yeah. I know, see, this is what I know from like years of reading and writing and watching stuff is yeah. you don't know on the page, like necessarily specifically in scripts, like, cause, cause of the way scripts are structured and written. Um, it's you, and even in, even in, even in prose, this is kind of, hard sometimes right but you don't know a, a writer's sensibilities per se a lot of times when you're reading scripts right yeah and, 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 if, and if someone hasn't isn't familiar with like your work and they read that they're going to interpret it differently like they're not going to see oh like Richard is like going here like I want to see what he does with this. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that, that's what I, when I read Wolf Candy, that's what I thought. I immediately flashed to sort of like close calls and sort of like some of the scenes and the way they played themselves out. Like yeah. I know like some, that, that sort of like meandering quality that I think is cool. Like yeah. um, I like when, 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 when filmmakers take time and like the world is a, a actual world where people live and stuff just kind of happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everything isn't just nonstop you know what i mean um yeah and, and there's just art and it's not even necessarily meandering it's not even a good word it's just there's there's breath you're letting it breathe you're letting yeah. it breathe you yeah. and like reading that that's what i knew i was like and so my whole thing was like to read the script was like to sort of like give you sort of feedback that's like make about making that more of a like making that more palatable like but by almost by leaning in like sometimes like you have to like get people to lean into their sensibilities yeah. um when the instinct is always for the person writing or creating something is to not you know i don't want because sometimes, people, sometimes yeah yeah they'd be like self-indulgent but i'm like all of this shit is self-indulgent what are you talking it about? is you know what it I mean? is. we're all yeah. we're all stroking ourselves off you know yeah, i mean it's all it's all self-indulgent come on man like what, the, what does that even it's not even a valid critique in my opinion <laughs> no, you know it's, it's like self-indulgent like what okay so what do you mean yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean, I mean dude, all really, artists really all artists are self-indulgent we all want approval you know we all want validation and uh yeah mm -hmm. and i feel like uh there is and i haven't completely uh, gotten away from that that style like um there is a script I, I would uh, would like you to read one day. It's called Pop Video. Mm -hmm. it's, it's I have it. I have it. You sent it to me. You, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you have you have an old draft of it. I need to send yeah. you like the latest draft. But it it's uh it's kind of like close callsy, I guess. Like uh, it's <laughs> weird because I kind of did the same thing. I did what I wanted to do. Uh, now I will say with Wolf Candy, yeah, it's a little more like I was trying to be like real tight with it and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Move, yeah moving at a certain clip, not wasting any time on too much uh, character stuff, but um, it, it did feel different writing that one. Yeah. And I feel I could, I could tell that, you know, and I also feel like it's funny because I appreciate, I appreciate a, a short movie. Like, um, yeah. like I was talking about a snake of June on the podcast that came out today, which is 
poster over my shoulder here. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but but uh, um, and we talked about Sukamoto um, and Shinya Sukamoto, like almost all of his movies are like 80 minutes, 90 minutes. I um, yeah. he's one of my favorite filmmakers, but it's like I do appreciate that. But at the same time, um, I feel like there's a happy medium. And I feel like actually you can make a film that's any length, any length, as long yeah. as you do it well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as long as you. Dude, I just watched uh, uh, and I've seen the. This is the second. This is my second time watching it. The first time, I think I was too young to watch it. The second time I watched uh, um, Tarkovsky's Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. That, that movie is long as fuck. <laughs> but but you, I almost found myself meditating throughout mm-hmm. the movie while I was watching mm-hmm. it because it, it would get quiet at certain points and then, you know, everything is r- real sparse in terms of dialogue and and I guess things that are. Uh, normally like in other movies uh you know how they use a lot of sensationalism or attention getters and things like that yeah yeah stalker was just like you know hey uh, this is going to be boring from time to time we might have some memorable moments to reflect on but we're going to do what we want and and make art and that's that's not really uh championed enough i think in the industry well yeah and and you're in a part you're at a stage where where uh and I promise we'll get the close calls. <laughs> you're you're in a stage. You're in a stage where where you're trying to sort of like do the sort of screenwriting uh, rounds and like try to get managers and like our agents and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And like that whole thing is like. First of all, I always tell this to people. Like a lot of those management companies, those shops, they're not good. Like right. pe- people people base their whole sort of identity as a as a quote-unquote writer or whatever based on like being associated or having someone represent them um yeah it's almost like they like they think they've arrived at that yeah yeah it's like you like like that's like (laughs) no like you know what i mean like you're not even close yet like it's just the beginning right getting an agent and getting a manager it's not even important like people people be like what oh no it's not like at any time, like if you have a piece of material um, that's worth something, sometimes it'll just collect dust because this isn't a business based on sort of like quality. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that being said, if it's truly good, if it's truly something of, uh, that's good um, and it's worth making, um, you got to make that thing. And like, that's a lot true, of times, yeah. a lot of times, a lot of times, uh, you've got to, you have to create sort of your own momentum. You have to create your own, to use a Hollywood term that they love. You have to create your own heat. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And once you have it, they're going to be on you because Hollywood is full of, you know, dick riders and clout chasers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like for real, for real, like they'll shit on you like right now. Um, but let you screenwriting, out- screenwriting, uh, screenwriting Twitter. I'm sorry, like that. That is just the worst, most toxic fucking community. Yeah, and people, people will hear this and they won't believe it because they're part of it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, it is very, it is pretty bad. It's yeah. pre- it's pretty bad. Like, it's full of people that are like sort of like, you know, bottom feeders almost. You know, and they don't even see it. They 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 think it's like, uh, you know, there's something very strange about like constant positivity yeah uh uh championing people like it's you're not you're doing they're almost doing themselves a disservice they're yeah. doing the people they sort of like the, the sort of echo chamber that everyone's doing each other a disservice 
they're not they're not actually pushing each other they're not actually you know they're not doing it they're just like let's just create a lot of hype around something let's just let's just like and retweet our way into a gig but what happens is sometimes that works uh, yeah. some, sometimes they get gigs but then you give them and like but it's ref, but when they actually get into the gig and you see what gets made it's not good like you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah and it, it just feels artificial to me you know it feels performative at times like it almost seems like yeah they they just like if you have a writer who's uh you know on twitter and let's say they post something uh like some inspirational quote and it doesn't get any likes or something, but then all of a sudden somebody posts an accolade that, oh, I got into this this um, position in the in the page awards, or you know, or like I made I made it to here at tracking B, you know, and and or or the blacklist. That's you know that's that's always the one that uh, people brag about, and it's like oh, I scored an eight on the blacklist, which which is good. I mean, I I mean, you want people to celebrate, you know, their accolades, but then it seems like that's the stuff that gets the most traction because I feel like people just want to kiss ass most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty, I've gotten to the point where, um, like, I don't even like if, if something, if I do something and like, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just really yeah. got to that point where it's just like, I would rather talk about a thing that's there for people to go see, like or a, a thing that is there for people to go get, you know what I mean? Like it's exists. Yeah. It's, you know, whether it's, a, a movie whether it's a novel what whatever it's a whatever you know it's out yeah. there in the world for you to go here's where it is i'm pointing to it that's it yeah. like i don't want to talk about announcements or deals or yeah or oh you know like you know like press release stuff it's 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 no you know it, it is all it is is you know a uh, sort of public masturbation right it's just it is you and, know, and, and, uh, yeah. i hate like those vague posts too the ones that are like <laughs> got a big announcement coming up can't, can't say anything right now <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. please stop don't say anything later either please please, yeah. please. <laughs> we don't care <laughs> yeah no, you, you've seen the same shit i've seen obviously like you know yeah uh, uh speaking of like you know uh getting on close calls that's what's interesting about that is like i was in a different mind space at that time i had just quit the heat and air industry and which was soul sucking you know and like uh, but i was also trying to write scripts back then right. but then i just i reached a point where i was like i'm fucking making this no matter what and i think it was like temporary insanity you know that that's what it felt like because i pretty much dropped everything man my whole career like that that job would have been I mean, it would have fed me for, for years, you know, for as yeah. long as I was willing to do it. But, uh, it like, um, it was just, man, I was coming home every day. I was uh, having fucking ulcers and like, you know, I'm high blood pressure, just what have you. I would get migraines every day. And I was like, dude, I've got to do something creative or I'm going to fucking die. Like I'm, I, I mean, either I'm going to die, uh, from a fucking heart attack or something just through stress or, or I'm going to kill myself. And that's how I felt. And, and, uh, close calls was, um, I remember sitting with a buddy of mine, uh, that buddy of mine, Chad, I was telling you about, and we sat in my garage and like, and we just got high and we just got high every fucking night. And I would try to get my mind off work, you know? And, and I started just thinking, I'm oh, man, I'm going to write something for myself, you know? 
And uh, close calls came out of that, man. It was just, it was like, it was just a, a what the fuck kind of script, you know, it was all over the place. And, uh, and then I remember when I told a lot of people that I was going to make it, everybody just kind of looked at me like, dude, you're crazy. You're nuts. Why that one? You know? And right. I was like, well, why the fuck not at this point? You know? And, and dude, I just felt like if I didn't make a goddamn movie, I was, you know, I was going to die. That's how yeah. I felt at the time, you know? Yeah. Facts. No, no, no. I, I feel that one. I, I'm going to st- stay put. I'm going to turn this off. I have a fan. I'm turning it off. <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. back yeah Yeah, but like no that 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 drive like i feel it now in a way that i probably never felt uh because i'm just at that point in my life where i just like i just really want to make the most of this like time because like i just really you just really start to realize like how time is uh definitely uh very finite finite (laughs) and and like yeah, it's it it's there one moment and then it's like yeah the next it's like where did it go? Uh yeah. uh and like you're gonna one day it's gonna be I'm too tired. I'm too you yeah. know what I mean? I'm too I'm too old, I'm too to sort of like uh have a certain type of output, right? You know what I yeah. mean? Um so it behooves me to sort of uh really just take full advantage of this next 10 years. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because, We're about the same age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think I think so. Are you 40? Yeah, I'm 82. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm same here. Yeah, see, we're the same, same age. Here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you're, we're in the same boat. <laughs> we're just looking down the barrel like, you know, this next 10 years, yeah. like, if you really, you really want to make the most of this next 10 years, um, because... Yeah. Yeah, it's not like 10 years and we'll be 40, you know, like you're already there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You'll be 50 or you'll be, you know, and then you'll be 60. Like you've got about 20 years before 60, you know, like you've got, uh, you know, and that, that, that number is different for everybody, right? Uh, it is, yeah. You know, but, but, and I guess it depends on like how you are in your 30s. Like, because I know some people that hit 30 and it was like, they might as well be 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? So That's you know, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's exactly how I felt, man. I, dude, when I was, see, I, I made the movie, I made Close Calls when I was 32, 33, something like that. And uh, that's, that's weird. It just seems like yesterday. But, but, uh, but like, I just remember kind of hitting that crossroads, man. Like, that, uh, it felt like it was time to do something. And, you know, and now 40, which I haven't turned 40 yet. I'll be 40 in October, but it's starting to kind of feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in my late twenties, I was having this, this existential crisis, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I, I feel you, man, just kind of going through the same, uh, range of emotions and just feeling like you need to do something creative, uh, that doesn't make you feel like you're not being yourself. You know, I, I don't want to be inauthentic and I don't want things to, to kind of go stale. And, and, uh, and I do feel like that sometimes, like you said, when, uh, if you're trying to find a rep or something, it just seems like you're chasing your own tail. Yeah, and uh because yeah. i know that's not the end game but i I just want to make movies man and yeah, yeah. And, I, and and i don't want to do like um it's not to say i wouldn't do anything like close calls again because i do have an idea um called slices and and it's it's uh, another horror piece that is kind of like 
you know, real long-winded and kind of uh, character driven. And that's just my shit. That, that is just, that's what I like. And, and uh, I just wish more people would, uh, I wish more people shared those same sensibilities like that, that they were into that. But unfortunately everybody, you know, they want the, the commercial driven four quadrant, you know, predictable shit. Yeah. Yeah. The truth of the matter is like a lot of times you've got people got to do the Swanberg like shit. And what I mean yeah. by that is Swanberg was this, this guy, you know, who was just making these indie movies, but he was doing them like one after another, like yeah. quickly in succession. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And they were back, like $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. And just back. Okay. And, and he was literally back at the same festival the next year <laughs> with another yeah. one and then another one and another one. And people are like, he's seeing people three years later, like, like this is yeah. my second one. He's like, I'm on my fourth or fifth. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Be- and that's sort of the way he made his way because it, it you have the ability to do that now, like then in yeah, a way that yeah. you didn't in the past. And I, and that's even, a, that's kind of low key, a little bit of a cop out because I look to sort of filmmakers that we sort of like all like hold some sort of reverence for from the past who kind of did that when it was just film. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Who kind of just yeah. scraped together shit and made it happen. It's like, you just really have to have the will to do it. And that takes, That's you true, know, yeah. take just like we were talking about before about like, yo, podcast takes energy. Obviously mounting a film takes a hell of a lot of energy. Um, oh yeah. You know, but, but, if you have that drive, right, and you're able to stay uh, focused, it, uh, and it, it really is really pushing you, you can do it. Like you can really do it, and make you, can. you know, and make a lot of movies in a short span of time. And ultimately, while it may not be, it may take you several ones before you get something that's like lucrative enough for you financially, to where yeah. you feel less comfortable, or you feel more comfortable, you know, um, in terms of like, oh shit, like I don't have to. This next one, I don't have to worry about like my house getting kicked out of my house or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can, exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like then, then you know that's what you got to do because we don't. It's cutthroat. Like and and that's not that's not a when I say it's cutthroat, I'm not even talking about Hollywood. I'm talking about the United States of America. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's a fucking to, the, just, yeah yeah. It's a cutthroat country, man. Like yeah, just trying to mm-hmm. make it and 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 you know like you mentioned. Um, having the drive and the will and all that. So you have to have that. But I'll tell you another thing, you got to have a fucking dedicated crew. Yeah. And, uh, cause I will say this, that close calls was, um, in, in a lot of ways, a fucking nightmare and, and not just, um, like I had fun, you know, looking back on it, I had fun making it obviously, but like, while it was going on, I was so stressed out because like, there was a lot of people on the crew that I didn't know you know, not everybody was friends. You know, you always have that dream when you're young. Like I want to make movies with my friends, friends. you know, yeah, yeah. but then you get older and you realize, well, you know, these guys have got family, they got kids and you know, you can't go out and play like you used to, you yeah. know, with your camcorder. So it was, uh, I mean, and we were treating it like a, a real, you know, union production. And, uh, and I got, unfortunately I got some, you know, some kids, they were uh, coming up through, you know, like local uh, film schools and stuff like, and uh, some of them had worked on union productions before and Mm. some of them were non-union, you know, but we treated it like it was union. And, and, uh, but the thing that sucks is, is not everybody was on the same page with me. And, and I feel like um, I had to get 
mean at times and I didn't want to, I wanted to be collaborative with everybody, but I felt like there was people pulling against me every fucking day and not everybody, but, but it was, uh, I had a small portion of people who really got it, who understood the vision and wanted to execute that vision and make it something worthwhile. Whereas you had your nine to fivers, you know, you had people that were coming in and they were like, man, whatever, just fucking pay us and let's go. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they didn't, they didn't care about making a good movie and, right, right. and uh, that's part of it, man. I just want like a good, a good crew and like um, people that I can like work with on every single film, but I understand it's not, you know, it's not going to yeah. be that way yeah. all the time. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, especially it, in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah true that true that yeah but but it is one of those things that's like it's just a reality of you know making a film you know um that's just one of those things that like it's very rare that you get a group of people together you know um unless you got actual money like you know what i mean like um so like if you're if you're ridley scott right and you can make you're making movies at for in the millions of dollar range in terms of budget right you're getting yeah you know, hundred million to make a movie, uh, or something around that. Like, yeah. and you've got your go-to guys. You know, that's a different kind of scenario, because yeah. you know everyone's getting paid on that crew. You know, yeah. everyone's getting paid. You know, good. I mean, I can't speak to everyone because I'm pretty sure right. PA, PAs are probably still getting fucked. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, whatever. But 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 you know, but what I mean by that is like the the people who are sort of like critical. You know, on the set. Uh, from the yeah. cinematographer to you know electricians production design yeah all that stuff you know what i mean um i'm pretty sure they're all getting paid you know whatever their rate is yeah uh and they're invested in making a good thing um um and it's hard to get people behind your vision um a lot of times if they can't see it and you're not getting paid a lot you know, um, at yeah. the end of the day, so it's like you really have to have you really have to find people who really believe in you, uh, who are really on board with what it is you're trying to do. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, that's just that's the challenge. You know, that's definitely that's definitely just one of many nine hundred and fifty million obstacles yeah. <laughs> of yeah. making of making a movie. Right. Like, or, or yeah. you know, or being around, you know, I, I hate going on sets. I hate it. Yeah. Like, because if I, if it's not my movie, I don't even want to be there. Like, you know, like I don't even want to be a fly on the wall. I I feel like uh, at one point in my, in my, uh, in my life, I felt like I did. Yeah. And then when I started going on sets, I was like, man, get me out of here, dog. (laughs) Why am I here? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I I know why I'm here, but, but like, I'm not here for anything important. You You know what I mean? Smell the arrogance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, let me just leave. Like, let me just like go away from, I don't care. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not on the crew. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, you know, it's not really my movie. So like, why am I here? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit in the trailer, talk with anybody, you know, like I just, you know, I have better things I can do with my time. Um, than just be around someone's movie, <laughs> you know, yeah. Espe- especially, a, especially film. I've never been on a set of a filmmaker I respect. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not to say that like the sets that I have been on, um, I have an issue with any of those directors. I don't, I just, they're not directors or films that I would watch yeah. personally. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I've, I've yet to experience that where I've been on a set of like, oh, oh, this is like, again, like this, oh, this is a, a Shinya Sukamoto movie. Oh, tight. Let me, give me, go, let me just, 
I'm pretty sure this set is ran terribly, but like, let me go check it out. <laughs> you yeah, know, exactly. uh, uh, but whatever, like if it's the Mike movie or, 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 or fucking, <laughs> you know, whatever, like, you know, like I'm always referencing like foreign filmmakers cause, <laughs> uh, because that just, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of the better, a lot work. of the better work. They've been doing a lot of the better work. You know, it's like, uh, and then there's there's guys here, you know, there's people here, guys, women, all sorts of people doing interesting movies. But again, it's all stuff that's relegated to the fringes, which is the stuff yeah. that I like, you know, um, yeah. because that's where all the interesting stuff can be made because you just can't really make as you're experiencing as you try to write scripts and get, you know, get people to like not only like try and take you on, but take it out. Right like you yeah. know like take the script out to try to get you know it's not only bought but like attached to people you know you like once you experience that and you really get the sense of like how futile of an endeavor it is to try and make something with any kind of teeth you know yeah and and, and what was that what was that uh charles bukowski quote don't try <laughs> <laughs> right right like you have to have you have to really you have to really be one of those people who's like my way or the highway. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to hold your ground because if you don't, this is another thing that people don't ever say in Hollywood. Cause you know, everybody's so like desperate to get in. Right. Everyone's so even, even the people who are in already, like, it's like when you yeah. look at, you look at the guys on Twitter who are like, they've got seven movies and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're still tweeting. Like they're, this is the, I just saw the black phone. It is the greatest film I've ever, like, you know, you're like, what? Like, are you, I haven't seen it, but are you, are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, like, it's like, they're, they're, they're doing the same thing that the people who are like wannabes, you know, Hollywood sort of, you know, uh, I don't even know what you would call, you know, people. They're, well, they're just hungry. Right. They're yeah, hungry yeah. And they're eager. And, yeah. 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 The people, and they're, they're kind of groveling. Right, you know? right. But they're, but the, it's like they're, but in their defense, they're seeing the guys, you know, the men, the women, you know, all the people in the business, they're seeing the people who have careers doing it. Exactly. Yeah. So they're just like, well, that's what they're doing. You know, if I see, you know, if I see James Gunn like on Twitter, you know, <laughs> you know, verbally filleting like whatever Marvel <laughs> movie is out, you know, like I should do that yeah. too. Right. Cause like this yeah. is how the business is. Like, right. Uh, you scratch my back, you scratch yours. It's it's a business based on that. And it's like, and they'll tell you, it's like, it's based on relationships. And I'm going to be real with you. It really is yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, but so what? Like, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, I really don't care. Uh, yeah. Because when you really, even if you may, even if these people put money in your pocket, right? Which I've had a few Hollywood people put some money in my pocket. Um, sometimes you realize that money's not enough. <laughs> well, what uh, I mean yeah. by that is not even it's not even about like it's literally not enough because like I'm not rich, <laughs> but even if I was right, yeah. even if I was, it still wouldn't be enough for me to continuously want to work with some of these people or want to well, or, yeah. or, or even to be around them like fuck working right to just be around them outside the context of business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in any kind of significant way, it's like, exactly. no, I don't even want to deal with you. So you got to pay me to be around you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Because yeah. I really don't want to deal with you, like yeah. you know, like a lot of these Hollywood people, I uh, that I, they I, they really rub me the wrong way, um, because they're just so strange, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I can see it, man. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what scares me is like, I, 
I'm not averse to uh, like I like I'm okay with building relationships because you do hear that. Like you said, that is a big part of the business, and I want the relationships to to be genuine, you know. And yeah. I'm yeah. like, I think the one thing that scares me is that kind of sense of artifice that you get from certain, I don't want to just say LA people, you know, yeah, that's yeah. a little productive, but like it, it, uh, it is, I guess, Hollywood types or, or, you know, people that, that sort of, uh, have that cutthroat mentality, man. I, like I went to, uh, or, you know, buddy of mine who worked on close calls, he, uh, used to live in LA yeah. and, uh, he was the guy who did my music and, he just said, man, he goes, the people out there are just different. And that was really the only thing he could say. He said, they're just different. And That's putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah. He, he said, it just feels like everybody is trying to top each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like one up each other and, and whatever it was, whether it was a political conversation or if it was just, you know, your, your personal endeavors. First, uh, first, first, first party. I went to uh, a birthday party. I went to a birthday party. Uh, it's uh, people in the horror community. Um, yeah two people's birthdays. One was a guy, one guy's a writer, also acts, directs from time to time. And another guy was a producer who's now directing movies, uh, horror movies. Um, but for a long time, he was producing. They both simultaneous birthday at the one at the guy's house. Right. Um, yeah. uh, and it was a bunch of horror people. You know, I knew a lot of these people just by name or sort of like, you know, some of them were pod some of them had podcasts uh popular horror podcasts uh yeah. uh and i met a lot of these people right and like one of the first things i noticed was like you know these people were just like quick to shit on like eli roth or like rob zombie or like you know like shitting on these yeah. other people like you know and not to say that they those people maybe were you know those individual filmmakers maybe they are worth shitting on i don't know i don't know them personally you know, I don't yeah. have any interactions. Maybe they are. But I noticed like that, like uh, it just felt like you were saying, like that, that competition, that like that idea, like, oh, that motherfucker's there. Fuck him. You know, it needs to be me or yeah. or, you know, uh, you know, like that kind of shit. Right. And I, I yeah. feel like, uh, yeah, like I felt like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is what it's like. OK. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, just, and yeah, like it's okay to criticize films. I mean, you, I, mean, I do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, and we talk, cause we talk shit about movies all the time and yeah. like certain, certain directors, but uh, within that community though, within that circle, it does seem like it's like a, I would like, res- like you were saying, sorry, go ahead. Well, it's kind of like they're, they're doing it for the, for the reasons of like, all the, you know, why is that not me? You know, that should be me. Yeah. And right. And I would respect it if they kept that that same energy around those people. But but <laughs> yeah. you know, if Eli Roth comes in to the party or Rob Zombie came into the party, they are not keeping that energy. They're kissing their ass. Yeah. Oh, What's yeah. up, Rob? What's your next movie, man? Fuck him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would respect it. Like, if I don't fuck with you for real, I'm not going to fucking kiss your ass. I don't kiss people's ass to begin with. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, I'm not about to kiss your ass. Like, you know, like, that's just not what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't fuck with you. I just don't fuck with you. I, yeah. I can respect. And that's what I mean. Like, I can respect people who like, e- like, even if you just were transparent and you were like, yo, this is business. Like, it makes sense for me to do this for you for, for this money. And you, yeah, that's it. Then that, I can respect them. I can work with somebody like that. Yeah. At least they're being honest. At least they're being, yeah. yeah. At least I know where you stand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like just operate with integrity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's like, yo, just be upfront. Be like, yo, I don't really think, you know, but if you pay me, I can do what you need me to do, you know, yeah. um, you know, 
okay, cool. Yeah. You know, um, if not cool either, but, but, but this idea that you've got to be nice, like, you know, or like nice to motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. for what, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm all about, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a person who's like, I'm going to respect you as a human out the gate. Right. Like, yeah. Cause you're a human being, but like, that doesn't mean you get to be like, if you, if you show me through your actions and the shit you do, like, and say yeah. that you're somebody that I, I'm like, I don't want, like, I don't want to fuck with you. or I don't like, then I'm just not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and play these, like, you know, political games, you know, about trying to sort of maneuver. Like, I just don't have time for that. No, I don't have time for that. Like, no, exactly. It's would, putting on an act, man. It's, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Bu- business is business. Like you said, I mean, you know, I don't know. You just, I, People I don't act- like beating around the bush. I just yeah. want to cut to the, cut to the fucking chase, and you know. And sometimes, like, I mean, I know when I was in the heat and air industry, you had to be an asshole. Like that was really, I mean, in a lot of ways, you that was the only way you could get shit done. But most of the people respected that because they were mm-hmm. all about the work. They didn't really care how you were, you know. They, they, it wasn't like, oh, his personality sucks, or you know, he's not, he's not being nice to me. No, it was just like it was everybody kind of had the same view, get the work done, you know, get the work done first. And most of the time, like, I mean, we could be assholes to each other while we were working, but then when we got off, we were like, Hey, you want to have a beer? Right. You know, it was, it was kind of like that, but I do kind of feel like, I mean, and maybe it's always been that way in Hollywood, man, that just to, to always be positive all the time, but you know, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a business. That's always, people are always maneuvering, you know? Yeah. They're always maneuvering to sort of like see how they can. And I feel like I'm not interested in that. Like, I feel like all the energy and time that people spend on sort of like trying to position themselves next to certain people, get into certain groups. I'm like, you could use that on your projects. (laughs) You could use (laughs) that on some shit. You know what I mean? Like you should be devoting that type of like energy on making a thing and, you know, and you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Like really think about like that. Like that should be the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you should be like maneuvering to get the thing that you made in front of as many eyes as possible, you know, yeah. like to get the, get to get it out there into the world. Like I would rather be maneuvering in that respect, not sort of like, like, well, I need to get next to this person to get next to this person to be in a position to even make the thing, you know what I mean? Or to be yeah. like, and it's like it, to me it's just like what like you know what i'm saying if you, you if you build it they will come <laughs> yeah you know to exactly. quote a fucking overly quoted movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it makes it makes sense though and like it, it's like i was reading something recently about uh sam peckinpah and it was like a lot of people felt like they couldn't work with him because of you know obviously obviously alcohol abuse and like you know maybe some of the way he he treated people on set but it was like nobody Nobody really talked about the fact that he was an artist. I mean, maybe, you know, after he was dead. After but, he was dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, you know, it was like, that's really what should matter. You know, are you, are you making a good product? Are you making good art? You know, and I feel like it's, it's all the time people are so wrapped up in just, you know, how somebody's acting. And it's like, dude, we're all different. Like, we don't have to, um, I mean, you got to, I guess, maintain a sense of professionalism. But at the same time, like, like you're saying, just be real, be real with people. And like, we're all kind of hard to read at certain times. I know some people who think I'm just an asshole, just, just from being honest. And it's like, dude, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just being real with you. But some people get really offended by certain things that you're real about. Right. I've gotten to the point where, you know, 
I've let a lot of stuff go. Like there, there's, there's moments where like people will say things and I'm like, is it my, you know, like there's an instinct to sort of depending upon what they say. Right. Yeah. There's an instinct for me to be like, yo, clarify that real quick for me, homie. Yeah. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, a lot of, in a lot of situations you like, well, but who am I to do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another adult person. Like if that's what they like, let them stay, let that stay. Like, let them say that, that they want to say, yeah. uh, as long as you're not disrespecting me personally. Right. Or you're exactly. not saying some shit about somebody I care about necessarily, even if it's an issue that I disagree with you on, um, yeah. I'm gonna let you live in that almost like, okay, well, that's what you believe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, that's what you believe. You said it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, uh I don't necessarily co-sign it just because I'm talking to you. Um, uh, well, and, and, yeah. and also like on social media, things are really impersonal because we're, you know, we're always typing shit out, but it's also, I guess, kind of the same in person. Like when you deal with people, I used to uh, work with people. Um, even, and this happened even while I was making the movie, uh, people would think I was mad and it's like <laughs> a lot of the times they didn't really know me. And, and, but I had, that uh, buddy of mine, he had to tell him, he said, that's just Richard. He said, he's just, he's thinking like he's in his fucking head, you know? And, and it didn't mean that I was mad. It's just, I was like intensely focused on something there, mm -hmm. you know, but like, you got to get to know people and connect with them. And the shit has to be genuine because people nowadays just seem like they're so quick to judge you just right off the bat, especially on social media. But. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's, it's an interesting, I've, I've been through a, a lot of sort of, changes in my perspective about a lot of shit just over the past three years uh yeah. you know i've you know like i've i i look at i, look, I just sort of look at the state of the world in general um yeah. and i just sort of kind of like have come to the realization that uh talk is cheap <laughs> yeah i'm somebody who yeah. likes to talk <laughs> yeah you know but i understand like talk is cheap when it comes to like real like real world things right like there's only certain things that are gonna uh require like certain like a lot of the stuff that we're experiencing as a society is gonna require skin in the game um yeah. and what i mean by that is like it's you can't just tweet about it like you know right. um you gotta if yeah. you really feel passionate and strong about the way things are, then you've got to sort of try to do things um, where you're at, even if it's small, you know, that, yeah. that you feel helps contribute to making, you know, your community um, and by proxy, the, 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 the world you live in at large, uh, a better place, right? Like that's like, yeah. that's actual sort of like action. That's actual sort of the type of things that you should just be trying to do, like trying to figure out, and you shouldn't be trying to figure those things out online. Um, you should be trying to fig figure those out in real time. At, yeah. You know, and, um, and trying to figure them out in your own way. Everybody mm -hmm. has their own way that they can contribute, but mm -hmm. just like you said, just making a tweet about it is yeah. not going to do anything. It's mm -hmm. like how, you know, we have so many uh, different things in the world, so many different problems, issues, and, and everybody has to have a banner now or a flag yeah. or a symbol. And it's like, dude collective activism fine whatever but it's like it's it's unappealing to me because like uh they're not actually doing anything 
they'll, like you said, they'll just fire off a tweet and they say, I stand with this or I stand with that and I support that. Well, do you really? Because right now you're just sitting down typing it. Like you're just making a tweet. And, and, and like you said, unless you're taking action and you're, you know, you're contributing to something. I mean, I don't know. And I talk shit about all kinds of stuff, but I also know that I'm full of shit. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, full I'm of so shit full too. of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel but the same way. most people don't acknowledge that. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, that's why. Yeah. I, that's why I. That's why I. T- I tend to sort of fall back a lot more now. Um, yeah. when it comes to certain things, certain subjects, certain topics, I'll say my opinion and I'll just kind of fall back because at the end yeah. of the day, if I'm not really about to do something, like you know, um, yeah, then I'm just talking. Like you know what I mean? Like, like well, yeah. so. It's like if I'm really motivated, then I'll 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 find a way to sort of contribute. You know. Yeah. Um, and it won't be some shit that I'm doing for a show. It'll be some shit that I'm just doing. And like, I don't care if people know about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't care if you know about it or not. Like, well, yeah. Uh, and I think, I, I think art, art is a great contribution too that doesn't get talked about enough. And, but like you said, uh, it doesn't have to be overtly political. It just needs to be unique and, you know, have that sense of like rugged individualism, like to where like you, you can, um, sort of distinguish you know one person from another not everybody sounds the same you know and, and that's what um i don't know you kind of alluded to this it just be it becomes like an echo chamber after a while like it, ha- it has that effect and like and that i mean maybe that's why we're all kind of taking a step back and i noticed a lot of people don't really post political shit in, anymore mm-hmm. and maybe that's just because like we're kind of I mean, I don't know. I mean, I still see the the shit about, you know, abortion and gun control and all that. Yeah. Ukraine, yeah. But but like um, it's not as vitriolic as it was, uh, say, around like 2020 or, you yeah, know, Trump but, is not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he sent those a lot of those people into uh, he just he completely broke their brain. Yeah. So, you know, so so they were going crazy, you know, but now that he's not there. Yeah. You know they're like even though we're facing even more problems now yeah they're you know like ironically or unironically depending upon you know who you're talking to because it's not surprising me um but but the fact that we're facing more problems now and they're they're crickets you know what i mean a lot lot of silence it just it just shows you it just shows you how performative they it all is for those 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 people how like it really wasn't based on anything like in terms of like any sort of personal belief system or ideology. No, nothing, it's really nothing beyond party politics. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like, I'm, you know, like team sports, you know what I mean? Like it's that, it's that same that's kind of. It's what it feels like. And I, I mean, dude, I don't, that's why I just post like, I mean, you, you probably see a lot of my posts. It's like goofy movie shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, a, it's like you said, you could, you could say a lot of stuff, man, but why waste the fucking energy when these, a lot of these people, I had to tell a friend, a friend of mine this too. You're not going to change anybody's fucking mind. We're right. all different. Right, right. Like, right. just try to relate to them as best you can. And if you don't want to, tell them to fuck off. You know? Right. Like, there's, there's people, <laughs> there's anytime, like, I, I don't post a lot on Facebook anymore. Um, but because I always, it just seems like I get reported <laughs> Yeah. a lot. Like, you yeah. know, like, I'll be like, oh, you're, you've been banned for 20 days. Like, okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> it's Facebook. Yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm barely on here, anyways. Uh, but uh, I will I will say that I like seeing your posts though, so you should be on there a little more. Often. <laughs> I'm on I'm I'm you know I'm on IG and, and Twitter, you know, like. Uh, but, but yeah, Facebook is not as much. But but <laughs> but like on Facebook, like I have writers come like come and comment. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care about yeah. your opinion on anything. Like, oh, you know, yeah. there's like a lot of, there's some Hollywood guys that I know who like will come and comment on shit, like to just to disagree with me. And I'm like, I've seen it. I'm I like, bro, I don't it. care. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about your, your movies, nothing. Like, I don't care about anything you do. Why are you commenting? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I won't, you know, I don't care about you. Like, let alone, yeah. like, like, you know, like, like, so it's like, I don't know what the point is of you coming and making comments on my post, but whatever, go off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really. So I, gonna, I, I, mm. I guess a lot of these people were the people you met, met when you were in LA. Some or? of them are. Yeah. I've, yeah. 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 There's a few people yeah. I've actually met that they'll come in like i'm like bro what are you doing like you know what i mean like like why are you here right now like you know but did, did you uh did you connect with a lot of writers through uh like facebook groups and stuff or was it mainly la like it was no i think facebook was the impetus like okay. um, i feel like at first and then when i actually got to la you know then i started to actually meet a lot of more people you know yeah. um but i already kind of knew a lot of these people you know um via social media yeah. already you know what i mean um but yeah and then i started to meet people uh in person like doing different movie things you know what i mean like um but but yeah yeah like facebook was ironically you know how i sort of got uh paid to write because it was through a, through a facebook screenwriters group that i got uh a manager at first and then like that led to some small writing money for some small stuff that yeah. never, never thankfully never got me <laughs> uh you know um and you know and that sort of got the ball rolling you know um and then when i moved out to la uh yeah then i sort of met some of those same people that were in that group and some other people yeah. who weren't you know um who were yeah. just people who were actually just, you know, at the same shop, you know, in terms of this, managed by the same shop as me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I bet some of those guys, uh, yeah. So, so that's how I met a few of them. And then, like I said, like, then just being invited to like, like I said, I went to a birthday party, you know, with the industry people's birthday party, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so like, I would meet people like that, like, you know, just being in the round you know yeah. I mean? just you know like going to like uh i used to go to the jump cut cafe when it was open um yeah and, and i would like right there sometimes and i would see people there like oh you know it's joe beagles what's up dude or you know just some yeah. just just a random passing somebody i would just you know uh see you know like because i just knew about stuff you know so i was like oh you're this guy or you're that guy hello yeah. nice to meet you keep it moving you know so i've you know i've interacted or crossed paths with with people that way just like i said if you're in la and you kind of like write a write scripts you're gonna probably yeah. run into somebody at some point point. <laughs> yeah, well it's like know. they say everybody in la has got a script you know facts <laughs> facts yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i and do then, that and that used to be one of my big dreams like in terms of filmmaking i used to romanticize that shit to the nth degree it was like when i was young man i was like oh i just want to go to la i just want to go to la and and you know and i don't know why you moved away from there i suppose you'll tell me in a minute but mm -hmm. it's like uh i i just had these when i was in my early 20s i was like that's where it all is but it's really not it's it has expanded so far beyond that now like i mean there's a good sense of community in la like i mean from what i've heard but 
but like man you can make a fucking film anywhere now anywhere yeah anywhere. Uh, the reason i moved out the move from la is very simple financially like um yeah. my whole my whole shit collapsed like my whole it was like a house of cards right yeah. right my whole thing collapsed my relationship collapsed like yeah. writing gigs were paying garbage because i wasn't like at that level of writer you know um yeah. to i wasn't like i'm not in the guild you know what i mean i'm not getting wga minimums and i'm getting you know thousands of dollars at times to write shit you know um and i have a you know you work at, at a i worked at a, a startup company in like culver city uh that was my day gig uh, that i actually got through writer through a writer um who knew someone um that kind of hooked me up with that and then uh shout out to vj boyd <laughs> uh he kind of hooked me up with a friend of his patrick who got me a job at that place but when i lost yeah. that job uh that kind of was one of the tipping points of, 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 of several but everything that could go wrong in la for me after like a couple years went wrong um yeah and it just made sense. It was like, yo, I got to get out of here. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. So then I, so, so once I get, came back here to like sort of lick my wounds and reassess, reassess my situation, I just got back to work. You know what I'm saying? Literally uh, in multiple ways, like working, yeah. a gig, working a day job, working on stuff, scripts. And just, yeah, I was just making shit happen again from over here. Like I did begin like, you know, I'd write something they would, get on the blood list or I would write something yeah. and it would, you know, and then like I started, you know, then I, you know, through another writer, I got hooked up with uh, Tyrese Gibson and then that started a whole nother thing, you know, and then like, next thing I know, I was flying to LA, you know, um, over and over yeah. again, you know, um, and I like now that's how I exist more. So what I mean by that is like, when it comes to LA, uh, I just, yeah. I come, I go there from time to time. You know what I mean? Like I might go there and, you know, for some stuff, if it makes sense to go for some stuff. Yeah, uh, it, seems, and, it, seems, it seems like it'd be a funner place to visit as opposed to living there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love like, uh, I love it in terms of the weather, um, in terms of sort of, you know, in and out burger, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's aspects to LA that I do like miss, but it's, but it's the cost of living is just, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. Like you know what I mean. It's not worth. It's not worth living there if you can't like live decent. You know what I'm saying. If you yeah. can't live a decent life there, it's not worth it. And all, no. all you know, like it's not. Like it's just not. It's, I mean, it's a rat race anywhere you go, man. Yeah, it's like this. It's like that everywhere. But it's degrees, right? Like it's degrees where it's like, you know, there are places in this country where you can. It's still a still a rat race, but yeah you're it's still it's manageable like you yeah. know what i'm saying like it's like it's not it's not like new york or it's not like los angeles or san francisco like those types of yeah. places where it's just like you've got what you get for your dollar is ridiculous like you know what i'm saying well, well, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and what's cool is that you're able to like i mean we're able to do shit over zoom now yeah like yeah. you know yeah. people are fucking taking meetings over over zoom and yeah man that's one thing that like you know, put wind in my cells or whatever. It was, it was just like, I was like, man, you know, I'm just going to continue to write. I'm going to continue to write. I don't have to move anywhere. And uh, cause after close calls got done, you know, I was kind of riding this uh, creative high and I was like, Oh man, now I'm going to do the next movie, you know? And, uh, and I really thought I was going to, and, and um, 
a buddy of mine told me, he was like, hey, he was like, just, you know, it's okay to take a step back, man. You know, and, and he was like, we just got done with this movie. He was like, we don't immediately have to go into the next one. And, but that was kind of my mindset at the time. And, uh, you know, and really it was a bad time because like, I, I thought that, you know, that if you made a movie, you were automatically going to make money off of it. Not meaning getting rich, but yeah, yeah. That, that, that immediately it would start paying itself off. But I didn't think about, see, around that time, physical media was dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it was like during the, right at the height of the streaming wars. And so like uh, when I got distribution for close calls, it was uh, not the deal that I wanted, you know? And so I was just like, man, this is really not, uh, it was hard for me to find a silver lining in this shit. Cause I was, I was like, man, I, I guess I was just kind of discouraged, like dejected because I thought that, you know, oh, if you just, you know, sell some DVDs and Blu-rays of your movie, you'll, you'll, you know, bring some money in. But unfortunately they don't give out a lot of, uh, you know, minimum guarantee deals anymore. Uh, mm. People just, and, and a lot of the times you're, you're just waiting to get paid, man. And it, the streaming money is not the kind of money that that no. you used to get for uh yeah you know yeah. especially they don't they don't even show a lot of a lot of films don't go to theaters anymore uh the majority of them now but like uh but that was how you made your money back in the day if you made a film you were almost guaranteed to make money because of uh like if you put like just like you know 20,000 into it like kind of like Kevin Smith you know we we're talking about him how he put what uh, 30 grand into clerks you know and then and it got picked up and yeah. you know and it's like, dude, it, that was the nineties. Like yeah. shit has changed so much since then. And like, I don't really see filmmaking as uh, a lucrative opportunity like it used to be, you know? And, and I guess that's why I'm, now I've, I've turned more to writing, but, but like, I do want to make my own films, but, uh, but also, I mean, it'd be cool to team up with some producer or some manager who was, who just kind of shared the same vision and was like, yeah, I want to, like, I stand behind this. I'm not just trying to sell some shit and, you know, and make a buck off of it. Yeah. Like I want, I want somebody to, you know, I mean, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but like, I, I really just want to team up with somebody who understands the shit and wants right. to try to find an audience for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that's how a lot of people uh, in the industry sort of exist is, is, yeah. It's because they have that person next to them that's got like the connections and the ability to sort of get things funded and off the ground who believes in their sort of that person and and they you know and they they kind of ride with that person um uh and there's a lot of people who have careers built off of that type of relationship uh that they're that's that's how a lot of people sustain careers um yeah but you know at the end of the day you know, for me, it's more important to sort of be the sort of engine, like, of all the things that I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like uh, one monkey don't stop no show. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's yeah, how I got to be. Like, you know, I got I got to be that way. I got to be that way about everything. Because, uh, you know, like, I have, it's it's on, like, because I already know, like, I never expect, I never hold people to a higher standard uh, than I hold myself, right? So, if, so yeah. if I'm holding myself, if I hold you to a standard, I'm holding myself to a, a one above it, at least a notch or two. Yeah. I'm never gonna hold somebody more accountable than I hold myself. You know, right. I, you know, I'm gonna be like, all right, you you do this is what you do. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna do you know this up here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
And, and it's like, ultimately, I just know from my own sort of trauma to get back on that. I, uh, yeah. that, like, I have to be that way. It's a survival yeah. instinct thing. Um, it's a, one of those things where it's like, no, I am a fully formed person. Um, I said this on the last podcast when I was talking with the, the agitator guys, which is like, I'm a fully formed person. Um, and like, I'm not, uh, I'm not an, I'm not someone who's part of an entourage. I'm not someone who's part of a, uh, I'm a posse. I'm not a hanger on or like, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, I'm not interested in that. Like, um, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm all about community. I'm all about like people helping each other and pushing each other and all that. That's cool. Yeah. But I'm st- at the end of the day, I, I I have to stand on my own too. You know what I mean? Like I have to be able to tell myself that I'm valuable. You know what I mean? Um, uh, to me, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's sort of my perspective is is worth uh, ex- not only exploring, but um, it's something that's worth hearing, right? You know what I mean? So I have to believe that. You have to believe yeah. that. I think it's it's on the individual, right? Uh, and, and so it's like everything is always about me. Like if I'm, if I'm, especially being that we're at the age that we're at now, right. I feel even more, even more of that. Like where it's just like, if I'm doing something, then I'm going to be, I'm all, I'm all the way in, you know, I I don't really have time to be halfway with shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many other things I could be doing, you know, if I'm, why do anything halfway at this point? Like, I feel like that time has passed me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that, that you could get away with that when you're like 20 and you're trying to figure yourself out. Yeah, like I know who I am now. Like Dude, so the whole like, world, the whole world's in front of you, man. Like it yeah, just it yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. you have all the time in the world. Yeah, yeah. And like I, I used to spend like, dude, I would spend like a year or two on just like one script, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I would just like, uh, I mean, I guess you could say like maybe I was married to the material too much, but like I thought that I had time back then to do that, and now I feel like I just want to create, like, yeah, you know, and and not just at a rapid rapid fire pace, but like. But I do, I do kind of feel like the clock is ticking and like, I need to, you know, start doing just a bunch of shit. And, and, uh, I want to try to do shit that makes me uncomfortable every day, which, mm-hmm. which is hard. You know, I mean, we all get lazy and unmotivated, but, mm-hmm. but like, uh, I don't know, man. I just want to be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. like, I feel like, I feel like people don't like, like we talk, I talk about this all the time. This is again, yeah. we were t- I was talking about this again with, um, with, uh, with David and, uh, Kelby, yeah. Uh, which is we were, they were talking about a, a successful writer, like yeah. a successful writer right now. Who's like, his shit is like NY, a uh, New York times bestseller. He's cake, you know, he's making money. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he's super successful uh, and a very nice person, but like, is he good? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah. he good? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, he's a good person, but his in terms of his writing, is he good? Like, who's the actual sort of architect behind, you know, the person's career trajectory? Because we I see that in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, there's all sorts of people who have, you know, blind deals and shows with HBO and Amazon and Netflix, and they're not yeah. good. And people will hear that and think, Again, I, we talk, I talked about this with Jay on Buzzkill. Like people will hear me say that and think it's like sour grapes. It's like, no, it's not. Like, right. like that's a real thing. Like we don't live in, I, again, I say the same things over and over again. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we don't well, you're, live. You're passionate about it. Yeah, but know? we do not. I have to always say this every episode and I probably will. So, you know, this should be 
the shot game with this is we don't live in a meritocracy. Like we don't like the idea that we do is a lie. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the best, the cream of the crop doesn't always rise to the top. You know, um, the best yeah. and the most talented aren't always in the positions that are uh, equivalent to their talent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's, the, that's the sad truth of it, man. Mm -hmm. And it, and it sucks because everyone says art is subjective and, and, there is some truth to that, but also I think what you're talking about when you say good is you want that sense of authenticity. Right. And like, I just, yeah, I just like, I read certain things. Right. And I'm just like, yo, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'll watch certain things. I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. And it's not about like me shaming that person or whatever. It's like, no, like, I just don't think it's good. And right. I, and I don't want to be like that. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, have, have you ever read, have you ever read anybody's uh, script before or, or watched a certain movie from a filmmaker and you're just like, man, you know, I just feel like they weren't using their real voice, you know, like they weren't like all the time, like, all yeah. the time, all the time. Like, I, like recently, recently I watched uh, X, right. Mm -hmm. uh, Ty West. New Ty movie. And movie, I, yeah. yeah. And I love, I love Ty West. Like mm -hmm. I, I've I watched, I told myself pretty much since, uh, uh, house of the devil that I was, uh, is that, is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. House of the devil. Yeah. How, yeah. yeah. I pretty much told myself, I was like, since that movie, I'm going to watch all of his movies, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I, and I'm not like a big fanboy of Ty West or anything, but I respect what he does mm -hmm. because it his work does feel like his work. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, I was watching X and it was like, man, there's something missing from this, though. It almost felt like he was playing it too safe. Yeah. No. And it's like, man, you know, maybe I don't know. I feel like some people like we were talking, you you mentioned earlier, uh, mm -hmm. you want people to lean more into the into what they're trying to do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My I was when I taught we did a whole uh, buzzkill on that, like X. Yeah. And like it was just like, this is not scary. <laughs> like old yeah. people aren't scary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like, and it's like, I, I look at the story. I just look at it from a story standpoint. And I'm like, yeah. yo, if, if you take Ty West's name off of the script, right? Yeah. Put John Smith on the cover and send it. This would get no, it would never get made. Yeah. Never. Yeah. It's just not strong material. Yeah. It's just not like, yeah, you could say That's it's so true. You could say, oh, it's well directed for what it is. You could say it has a, some good casting in it. You yeah. know, some interesting cinematography moments. Okay, yeah, but it's not strong material. Right. Like, you know, it's not. Like, you know what I mean? So it's 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 Texas Chainsaw karaoke, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like uh with some like sexless porn. Like, how is it how is it about porn and it's completely sexless? Like, there's actually <laughs> yeah, people fucking in it, yeah, and it's sexless. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying. It's it's like I see, I, and I had some people kind of making posts about that, or I, I came across some posts, and I they were saying like, "Oh man, this is so edgy, and this is what horror needs to get back to." I'm like, "What? This is what it needs to get back to?" I'm like, "No, this movie is it's dude." Another thing, it's the A24 brand and the Bloomhouse yeah. brand. Like yeah. everybody's trying to, you know, fit within the confines of those studio brands, and and yeah. like they're just they're. I guess that's just the thing now. But like, but uh, I remember horror in the early to mid 2000s felt really dangerous. Mm. Now, and I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. Uh, and maybe a lot of them were foreign films. You know, you had that French, you know, you had the movies like the French uh, extreme and movies like inside yeah, and martyrs. Hot, hot tension and martyrs. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and these, those. 
Yeah. They're, they're great. Mm-hmm. And like, I, and a lot of the stuff that was coming out from uh, IFC at the time. Yeah, just, IFC oh, Midnight. Yeah. And shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Dude, I just miss that fucking era so much because they were letting artists do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, man, they were really taking risks. And, uh, and it just, it just seemed like, I mean, of course, a lot of them didn't get theatrical releases, but I was cool with that. You, yeah. you, you could go into Best Buy and buy these movies, man. And like, yeah, they could. just, they felt gritty and they felt like, like anything goes. And now I just feel like everything's all about the studio brand. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's a lot like it's sa- the safe. It's everything is about being safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, so it's it's reflective and like even those directors from the, those French extremist directors. Like look at the stuff that Alexander Asia's been doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like look yeah. how look look at it. Yeah, look at it. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like what? I, 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 I couldn't I couldn't even tell you what his latest movie was. <laughs> it, I, um, I, I I won't even watch his latest movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's, you know, like, and I, that was a director I was super interested in, like, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. But it's just like, they're not making things like that over here. Like, if it's getting made over here, it's not, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. So it's like, go ahead. uh, Oh, sorry. But like, uh, um, in X, you know, uh, just one more thing and I'll get off that movie. But, but, uh, But in X, like, um, you know, when, when the young girl, the youngest of the crew, she, I think it was the girl from uh, scream five or whatever. Yeah. I, I can't remember her name, but like, she's like, all of a sudden she tells her boyfriend, you know, well, everybody else is fucking, I want to fuck. <laughs> and, uh, and like, and because at that point, like kid Cuddy or whatever, it fucked everybody. And, and, like, and yeah. uh, so she was kind of like getting horny and shit. And, and so she was like, she told her boyfriend, she was like, I'm ready to do this. Everybody else has been pounded. Let me get pounded. <laughs> and like, uh, but, but then like it cut away from it, like it cut away from, it, from it. And, yeah. and it was just like, it's like, why was that in there? Uh, I mean, if you're not going to show any of it, or like you said, it was sexless and it was like, it wanted to, like, I thought it was going to get a little more raunchy and more graphic than what it did. And I, I kind of, I kind of knew it wasn't going to, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I just was like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like I, my whole, my whole experience watching it was like, fuck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I was like, oh, like, but you know, I did like it. I did like it. I it's enjoyable. Enough. Like yeah. on a, on a base level, like, you know, yeah. it's like, it's not like some shit that you're going to get bored technically watching, I guess. Right. It's not, you know, it's competent. Like I said, that's one of the things I said, it's like Ty West is a competent filmmaker, mm-hmm. you know, say what you want. Uh, Jenna Ortega. That's the girl's yeah, name. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Ortega. Jenna Ortega. Yeah. 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 But yeah, you say what you want about, you know, Ty West, you can't say he's like, his films are coherent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like whatever problems you have with them, you can't say they're like incoherent. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel like that's kind of sad that like, that's like the best you can ask for from like American genre filmmakers right now. Um, yeah. At least doing it at the studio level, you know, you can't, that's all you can, you can't expect anything else because. Dude, and no. And me and my mom were talking about this the other day, the movie Funny Games. Do you remember that? Yeah, the Haneke. Yeah, I yeah. love Funny Games. Yeah, yeah, Funny Games is so, God, it fucks with you so much. It's delicious. Like, mm, and it, it's that movie, they would not make that nowadays. I don't feel no. like they would, even the American remake of it, like, which yeah. I believe was also. So he did it too. He did it again. He redid his movie. Yeah. 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 And I just like, dude, I watched that when, and I granted I was younger when I saw it. Uh, and it, it's it like kind of made me sick, you know, and it, it made me like really uncomfortable because 
he did that on purpose. Yeah. And and uh, and then at the end of the movie, you're just completely like like fuck this movie, but you love it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you yeah. love it because it went against every every bit of expectation you had and all of the tropes. It pretty much dismissed all of that crap. And like uh, that's what I miss is that like you know they used to kind of let artists, you know, I'm not gonna say they gave them permission to do everything, but they used to kind of champion uh, independent material a little more than what they do now. And, yeah, yeah. Well, my whole thing is like. The next, I keep saying this all the time, but like the next wave of like whatever's coming, right? Whatever the new sort of exciting uh, thing that's going to get co-opted <laughs> by, yeah. by the studio yeah. system and capitalism and corporations, right? Uh, yeah. Like, because it will get co-opted. Yeah, it will. Eventually. It will eventually. Yeah. yeah, but like there is because this because the state of film and television is so bland and safe and corporate friendly and homogenized and filled filled with like mediocre talents and shit right like uh there's going to be people making stuff independently um there's going to be a new movement like there was a movement for mumblecore or a movement for like you said the french extremism like there's going to be a new american genre wave uh, it's probably in the process, you know, of being yeah. made now. There's Could be happening people, now, and I just don't even right, know. Right, you know, like, and the people contributing to it don't even know it yet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it could be the next movie you make. It could be something I try to make, hopefully. Yeah. It could be it could be a movie that's getting shot as we do this podcast right now. It'll be a group of people that they just independently making things, right? Like, yeah. that are, like, in a response to the shit that's being, only being put out there you know, at the, at the big levels, right? Like yeah. that's the next wave. Like that's the stuff that's going to be what people are going to flock to or steal from, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or try to replicate, and, you know, like, and that's, yeah. for me, that's what it is. My whole thing is not about like, yo, making this stuff. Like, I feel like everybody is so content with making the same shit. They just want careers. Like yeah. I'm going to write die hard on a fucking boat. Like, I don't want to yeah. see that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see Die Hard on anything. I could yeah. see, if I want to see Die Hard, I'll watch Die Hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I don't want to see Die yeah. Hard on a swamp moat, whatever, or Die Hard on a, you know, whatever. Like, I don't want to hey, see it that. Was, it, 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 you got to admit, it was cool in the early 90s, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but we're in 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're still seeing it. Yeah, you're still like, seeing I mean, it. There's still Die Hards on things, like, being made in finance, right? And people are yeah. still writing them, those boring scripts, like, that are, like, absolutely boring. But guess what? They'll get made. Yeah. Like, and they're just, it, but it's like, yeah, okay. I have no interest in, like, and I get it, to be honest. If you have a healthy diet of mainstream stuff, right yeah. it can trick you into thinking like oh this is good mm-hmm. because one thing that you can say about a hollywood movie is that hollywood movies slick like you yeah. know what i mean even if it's bad it's still slick oh yeah you know but so Dude, if- I, I i have such a hard on for those old jerry Bruckheimer movies mm-hmm. i mean there, there's something about them that like they're that- slickly made movies even when yeah. they're shitty so yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like uh uh if you don't have a diet that's if it's just like eating bad food all the time right if yeah. you eat bad food all the time, like, you know, it's hard to distinguish when you're really having some good shit. Like, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're just always eating bad shit. Like, you're just like, yeah, yeah you know, like. It's comfort food. Yeah, yeah, you're eating this comfort food and it's like, okay, but like, there's good shit. There's real good shit. 
So yeah. I never really blame people a lot of times for, for being sort of like real normie types who are like, because all they're watching is like the biggest things. All they're watching is like Marvel stuff and right. all the stuff that's the biggest thing you could think of. Right. And like, yeah. and some of these people are, you know, they get inspired by that. They see this, yeah. they see Obi-Wan and they're like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the greatest. I would never talk about Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi fam. Like get the no. hell out of here. Like, yeah. I'm never, you know what I mean? Like, you know, but they'll that, blow me. Right. <laughs> you know, there's people who are legitimately, they want careers based off of that. And I'm just like, you just like are the blandest person ever. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, so, so it's like, uh, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's reflective in the sort of stuff that gets made, but it's like, yo, if you're really, if you're really out there, if you're really like exposing yourself to like what's actually in the world, like in terms of the movie, because there's so many films out there. Yeah. If you're really out there, you're, you can, when you start seeing that shit, then like, you can't watch this other stuff anymore. Like right. not without it, looking at it for what it is. It's like, you know, the, you know, the emperor is not wearing any clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just know, yeah. you, you know, it's just like, and I feel like uh, a lot of films that, I grew up on would 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 not come out nowadays, and that and that really makes me sad. Like uh, like a movie like Kids, you know, Larry Clark's Kids, yeah. um, um, Todd Salant's, you know, that movie uh, Happiness. Happiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, stuff like that. I grew up on shit like that, and I couldn't believe what I was watching. And uh, at the same time, man, I was like, I don't know, I was motivated by that because I thought that like that's the way it's always going to be. They're gonna they're gonna uh, help independent artists. You know they're gonna bring them to the forefront because they're talented and and they're you know these films are like bold and daring and whatnot. Yeah. But no, they they it, it, like you said it comes in waves, and you get some kind of new movement where uh, you know some filmmaker will gain traction. You know, and then you might see films that kind of um, maybe bite off that for kind of like like four or five years, but then it goes back to this extreme commercialism and everything's you know box office just you know just just fanfare and it's just like four quadrant fanfare and and it's uh sensationalism but but then uh, it always kind of comes back around it, it goes and it comes in waves man like i remember uh you know craig zoller you know for a while yeah. like i thought i thought it was gonna be uh the, i mean maybe he still is but like i like his stuff and and uh but i don't see a lot of stuff like that and and it's um I really didn't feel like any of his stuff, even though he's been accused of this. Some people will say his work is political, which you could say that about anything. But yeah, um, but I felt like it was just him telling a gritty ass story the way he wanted to tell it. And tell it, right? It, it, it felt authentic, I guess, and and it was like, well, the criticisms about Zeller are so yeah. goofy uh, because. You know, and obviously there's the whole him doing things with Dallas Sonye and and people talk about him and the controversy yeah. behind his companies. And, you know, I, I get that. But but yeah. but at, when you really watch the movie, like and you really th see the arguments that are being made about the politics that may or may not be behind those movies, it's really it's really laughable. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. really, it's really laughable. They're like, reaching. They're reaching. And it's not only. It's not even. It's like, yo. It's like you just. You don't want. They just want you to depict everything, one way. Yeah. Like, because to them, depiction is, you know, depiction. Is, validation of, you know, whatever thing you're you know you're whatever sort of ideas are things that occur in a piece of art 
in in the sort of liberal mind uh that that is an endorsement of that so if you have rape yeah. in a movie you're endorsing rape if you have misogyny yep. if you have racism if you have sexism yeah. you know if you have you know homophobia or what if you have those things in your movie therefore you are those your movie is endorsing those things exactly unless you overtly come out in within the within the movie and say these are bad yeah you know um and i have no interest in that kind of making that kind of thing no and, and, <laughs> you know, I've, and like, I've always yeah. i've always kind of just written what i wanted to write and yeah. and i and what sucks now is like the older we get we feel like uh we need to self-censor. I mean, at least I felt like that, you know, to a degree. Now I, I, I pretty much blocked that voice out, you know, cause it will, that self-doubt will fucking kill you, you know? And, and that's what causes that, you know, you to self-censor mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and I may have done it to a degree in that wolf candy script, you know, mm -hmm. but like uh, a lot of the stuff I used to work on, it was like, man, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say, do whatever I want to do. And like, with uh, I, I wrote this script like one of the first scripts I ever wrote was called Southern Macabre, and it, and it dealt with rape, you know, it dealt with uh, torture and just all kinds of transgressions and and just weird stuff and and uh, you know and then there was another one um, called Friday Night Fury, and uh, and I had a guy I'm not going to mention his name but uh, had a guy read it and he was a rep and uh, and he he told me, he was like, if you think that I can take this script across an executive's desk with the racism that you have in this, now, I, I had a racist character. I had a, a neo-Nazi fucking character who used the N-word, you know, and, and like, it was, it, he was like, you know, basically you as a white man, you can't do this. And, and I was like, why not? <laughs> I was yeah, like, it's, uh, it's yeah. not me, but like you said, yeah. uh, I, dude, I like exploring all different kinds of characters, you know, because I've been around people like that. Right. I have seen just all kinds of different people and I want to write about them. And I guess some people see it as being like, like, oh, you're just creating stereotypes. No, I have really been around racist people. I've been around misogynistic people. Uh, I literally walk out the house and and hear all the words that people say you're not supposed to say and just from people, just random strangers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, but I live in the Midwest, so <laughs> you live in Arkansas, you know? Yeah. So, so, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, I don't think like, they think that the world is not like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, or is our, our, Hollywood's job, Hollywood of all places. Yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood is Hollywood's job to sort of uh, craft a better society that they deem is better, you know, through yeah. the, through these fictional stories. Well, and they're just trying they to make, wag their finger, you know, to yeah, seem yeah, morally yeah. righteous. But you it's, can't. You're the you're the you're the architect of the casting couch. You're <laughs> you know you can't like you never Hollywood is the, the a notorious uh, cesspool built on the exploitation of the young and uh, naive and uh, yeah. you know all sorts of you know you can never you know it's it's they can never tell people. You know, that's why it's laughable when you hear the execs say stuff like that. It's like, you know yeah. what town you work for? You know what business you're in? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Well, I, and I can, and that's the reason why I couldn't work with the guy anymore. And I think he kind of uh, picked that up from me. Yeah. Uh, he 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 knew that I wasn't going to play ball with him. And, and I wanted to collaborate with him, but he was just, he kept picking it apart. He said, look, this guy's too racist. This guy is too misogynistic. And I, I was like, yeah, but these are the people who get punished. Like yeah, these, yeah. These, these were the villains, you know, and 
I you know, always, I tell people this all the time. Sorry, I was sorry for cutting you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's all good. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, anytime I create a villain, I want it. I want him to be fucking bad. You know, like I want the villains to be as bad as I can possibly write them, and and that's gonna that's gonna include offensive language or language that might offend people. You know, it's not always offensive right. to everybody, but it's like I mean, if you're making a bad guy, you you want to kind of. You you want to lean fully into it, and and I just feel like he was uh, he didn't he didn't get it, man. He he's just like you got to clean it up, you got to sanitize this. I'm not giving somebody like that ten percent of any of what I make. You know what I mean? I, I tell people like uh, you know if you can find a good entertainment lawyer, just go with that. Yeah. Like yeah. don't get a manager. Yeah. Don't get a manager and an agent. Just have one or the other. Yeah. Like you know, like because you're getting you're chopping up the money that they're gonna get. And then if these people are blocking you from taking work out, then what use are they? Exactly. That's, you know, that's people, people, I, right now, the majority of people we know work for their rep. Like, you know, the rep is the final word on what material goes around. And it's like, that to me is the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Cause like, I, always I thought- you work for me. I mean, I thought it was supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. I always thought that the rep was supposed to uh, cultivate. You, here's the thing, though. If you ha- there are writers who have enough clout. Whose reps will do that. They're like, no, you take my shit out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if a fucking if, if one of these reps like these same guy, if he had like, let's name somebody Aaron Sorkin. If he yeah. had Aaron Sorkin. Like you think Aaron Sorkin's going to listen to his notes? No. You think James Vanderbilt is going to listen to his notes? No. You think even Diablo Cody? No, they're going to be like, take my shit out. Yeah. And he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's well, not going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to take it out. Like, yeah. You know? Who was the guy recently? They were, uh, guy, who was the fucking guy? Who's the guy? Um, I like his scripts too. Uh, he did, man, I'm getting old, I'm starting to have brain farts. Um, <laughs> the guy who did uh, uh, Wind River. Uh, Taylor, oh, Ty, 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 Taylor Sheridan. Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, I, he's balling out of control now with those the Yellowstones shit. Don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, he it, might it, never make a, anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, probably he's got not. so much money now; it's like ridiculous. Yeah, he. But he. He said the same. He's in that position now, though. He basically mm-hmm. told them they wanted treatments and outlines from him. He's like, no, nah, I don't do that shit. Nope. And they were cool with it because once, what's the point of getting to where he got to 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 do that? Yeah, exactly. No one like this is what's crazy about a lot of these. We see these people online. Like you'll see a motherfucker who just wrote like two Marvel movies, a movie with fucking this director, that one, and like they've got enough clout to start throwing their weight around, and they don't. It's like (laughs) they want to talk about. Well, this is how you take a note. Why are you taking notes? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't work this hard to take notes from these people. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean that because like. That's like a brain surgeon, like getting notes from a car salesman, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. or, or some shit, like they're totally different. They're not compatible skill sets, you yeah. know? So it's like, I don't care how many story conferences you're in and how many scripts you read. You're not a writer. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't do this. So like, why are you telling me what, what to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, and I mean, it's like you said earlier, uh, you have to be confident in your shit. And I feel like that is kind of what opens a lot of doors in certain cases, like you just being confident in your material. And granted, you know, it has to find an audience, but like, Mm. but uh, 
but at the same time, man, it's like my, my dad used to tell me, he was like, as long as you're willing to accept shit, then that's all you're ever going to get. You're going to get, right. You have to be the one who sets the standard for yourself. Yeah. If if they know that you're just going to be a doormat, then that's just how they're going to move. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They're going to be like, well, yeah. f- f- Richard will just let us do whatever. So you ain't got to worry about it. But if they yeah. know like, oh, shit, <laughs> how are you going to tell Richard about this? You know, like, oh, you know, like you want them to feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want exactly. them to be like, oh, fuck, I can't. Ryan's not going to like this. You know it's, what I mean? It's, it's all, it all, pretty much owning your shit. Yeah, yeah. Because in, in, in because then you're negotiating from a place of strength. You're yeah. negotiating from a place of like, oh, Ryan's not just going to accept anything, or Richard's not just going to accept anything. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, it, it, you have to sort of like bring. It's like I'm a very, you know, like I make. Sometimes I make money. <laughs> like I just made money to write a TV pilot. You know, it's yeah. not life changing money, but it paid my bills and you yeah. know, caught up some things for me and I finished it and, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm supposed to get on a story conference about it. I don't know what, it, I don't know, but, but we'll see where that goes. I don't, yeah. You know, I don't have any expectations beyond like, you know, I've just been doing this for too long. We'll just see where yeah. things well, go. I mean, I, I respect that though. Cause I know how much you hate TV. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I can do it if you're going to pay me and you're going to give me a level of, and that's what I was, that wasn't the point I was going to make, which is yeah. they, uh, they knew like we have to pay Ryan something um ryan you now obviously ryan's not going to ask for wga minimums or some stuff but yeah. you gotta have to pay ryan enough to where he's not you know worrying about keeping lights on while he's doing this yeah. <laughs> or, or you have to pay ryan enough to to you know uh for his time um you yeah. also you also have to give ryan a level of uh freedom yeah and 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 they did that you know, they, they let, they let me do my thing. They had some feedback, uh, and I'd made some few changes that I felt worked given that feedback. And then we were done, like in terms of like, you know, they gave me the second payment finally. And like, we were, you know, and it's like those type of scenarios, like, are like, and this is just on a very small fringe scale, like, but it's like, there's people in my position who would have taken less than I did and would have been allowed, you know, a lot more sort of sort of like uh oversight but because i make it clear from the people that know me the people that i have pre-existing relationships with yeah they know like i'll just say no like you know they'll know they know like i'll just not i won't do it it's not worth my time well i was just thinking about you know while you were talking about that it's like man that reminded me pretty much uh i and i have to remind myself of this all the time um, I think I, I think it was Larry David that said it. He said one of the most important things you can say sometimes at a business meeting is the word no. The power of no. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't have to accept everything. And like and 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 sometimes and it's sad, but sometimes I see people end up being worthless, but it's only because they've devalued themselves. Right. Right. You know? It's like, okay, like you're not again, like there's like I had to learn that like quickly, uh just dealing with like these low rent motherfuckers like you know in hollywood like uh like if they will get over if you let them get over like you know what i mean you can't and there's just certain things i'm like listen i'd rather turn down that little bit of change and work on something of my own for free yeah because ultimately like if it goes anywhere i stand to gain and benefit way more and it's a more it's a more not only is it artistically satisfying but it's just it's it's a it's a it's a the potential you know what i'm saying for any sort of gains financially are greater in the long run 
um, I'm not going to, I'd rather just put energy into that. Even if it goes nowhere, I'd st it's still better yeah. than me taking this little bit of money, devaluing myself and then making some shit that I don't care about anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's like, you just have to weigh things. Like I'm all for, Hey, do some things. If you got to pay the bills, do some things you got to pay the bills, but like, yeah, do those things within like have some standards for yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, don't like, lose your fucking dignity. And, right. You know. Right. Right. There's gotta be, you have to have some shit. That's like a no go. Yeah. You have to be willing to walk away. Yeah. I'm, I'm always willing to walk away to my own yeah. detriment sometimes like, i'll yeah. walk away like i'll be like i don't give a fuck you know what i mean like i'll just yeah. walk away it uh, hurts but it hurts yeah, sometimes life is too short bro i'm not like you know <laughs> life is too short like i'm not about to sit here like no, i'll just walk away like yeah. you know like well i mean yeah and that's pretty much what i did with the heat and air industry man like mm -hmm. i just i walked away from it because i knew that if i didn't i was going to be stuck in it and unfortunately we had to deal with just some of the just most unruly people man and just like it was a just every day man it just felt like you were fucking swimming upstream and and you know just shit was always rolling downhill and, <laughs> and uh i just man i got tired of it man because it was just like i felt i just felt like i was being dragged through the mud you know and mm -hmm. like and it was like i i've always just said that like you know no, no matter what you do just fucking as long as it's spiritually fulfilling, I know that's kind of, that, that's stupid. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I mean, that's true, but like you have to enjoy what you're doing a little bit, you know? Yeah. And like, it's again, it's like people say that, but it's like, I always, it's like one of those things that people say that doesn't need to be said. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like we live in the world we live in and you, you're going to, you're going to have to survive somehow. Yeah. So you're going to do that. Yeah. Like regardless. So why say it? You know what I'm saying? Like people say that stuff all the time. It's like, yeah, I know. I, I we're adults. Like we know. Like you know. Like, like <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I know it's, I gotta, it's a given. But I know I have to keep a roof over my head. I know I have to. You know, I know I have to stay in my my life. Like it's a given. That's 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 yeah. a no. That's not even a question. Yeah. Like that's just something you have to factor in. So why are you continuously bringing it up? You yeah. know what I mean? Like as if like that's the defining. It's like I got to do that regardless of whatever scenario or situation I'm in. That's true. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get you. That's just, you got to do it. So that should just be accepted. Like, okay. So anything else that we're talking about should just be aside from that. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like, Oh, I have to, that's like, all right, but I'm going to be, you're going to be trying to survive whether you have $10,000 or $10 or 10 million, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you know, there's a big differences in those survival. Like you can live more comfortably with 10 million, obviously, but yeah. you know, you're not, you know, like those things are taken care of, but you're still thinking about your everyday life and yeah. whatever your overhead is at that point, you know, maybe your overhead is probably way higher at that point. Right. So, again, either way, you're, you're factoring in how you exist, you know, that, that's um, true. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. Just try to survive, mm -hmm. try to fucking survive. And that, that was kind of the mindset I had when I went to go make the movie, I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, man, just try to get through this. Just try to survive. Like this may not be the, the one. And I fucking, I, I, in my mind, I was, it was almost this, this is why I say I was kind of going crazy because in my mind, I kept thinking like, Oh, this is the one that's going to give me a career. Even though me being a realist deep down, I knew I was like, no, this is just my first film. This is just the beginning, Yeah, you know? And so that's like, uh, I think you kind of have to bullshit yourself a little bit just to, to kind of, you know, wade through it. Yeah. Cause like, I, man, I knew at that point, like if I didn't fucking do it, then I was never going to do it. And, but it felt like, uh, 
like the heat and air industry now that feels like a different life it feels like a whole different fucking life man and and uh but i i don't know it, it's a lot of people get stuck in those dead-end jobs man and they want to do something really creative mm, yeah. and uh i feel bad for those people man because it, it's hard to you do feel like you're shackled you do feel like you're trapped that's because and, it's by design bro <laughs> yeah like, exactly. well, they want you to feel that way <laughs> yeah exactly and i did feel that way i i actually pictured myself being an old man doing that shit mm. and uh and once your mind tells you that this is what you're doing it it becomes a reality yeah. but i think because i did so many drugs <laughs> like, <laughs> i did so many fucking hallucinogens at the time that uh i had all these psychedelic experiences and and this was around you know from i would say 2012 to 2014 i was doing a lot of acid mushrooms and shit and like and and i just started thinking you know like uh i guess because you get a little more intrinsic you know you you turn inward and uh that's what happened man i um i mean call it an epiphany whatever you want a religious experience but it was just kind of like man you fucking need to break out of this and uh and it was hard because it's it's like you're if you're doing like the nine to five and you're getting those paychecks every week, you, a part of you does feel secure. Like yeah. you feel secure. But then when I broke out of it, I felt free, but at the same time, it was at the expense of that security. security. Right. And that's the, that's the trap. That's what they, yeah. they do. They pay you just enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just enough to sustain your little lifestyle and keep you feeling like, Oh, these checks are coming in. I'm going into this building every day and doing this yeah. job. And then like, if, if I walk away, then it's gone. Uh, and it's facing that fear of like not having that, having to sort of, uh, yeah, I don't know when the next one's coming. If anything that any money that I generate is going to be because I went out and did it, you know, yeah. by any way. And, and like, and I, that's how I've kind of lived the past four years. Uh, and honestly, I've had my ups and downs, but like, it, I've never felt freer. <laughs> you exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never felt freer. Like, you know, um, I wouldn't trade it like you know if for, for that that level of like yeah like yeah just having to go it's like having to hunt or some shit <laughs> well and and yeah and like you said i think really just keeping the lights on paying the bills mm -hmm. taking care of your family whatever you got to do like yeah. that's really what fucking matters it's not about you know getting to this spielberg level shit that you know that we, that we probably thought about when we were kids yeah, you know? yeah and i hate that because i feel like a lot of people really feel like it, that's what it's about yeah like and it's like the emphasis on that is so strange like like i listen to this one podcast sometimes called uh i'm so popular it's by this uh trans <laughs> nice <woman>. name <laughs> yeah it's it's just about it's by a trans woman uh who lived who moved from america who moved to japan so she mm -hmm. lives in japan she's a trans woman she does like these weird like shows in japan like drag shows for men and stuff oh wow in kabuki cho or something like but like she talks about art all the time right and one of the things that she said was uh that i felt i felt right was like uh she was like i was about that art life and i still am to like all i needed was like a, a visa in a, in a in a place to lay my head yeah like you know what i'm saying and that's it like you know like that's like the artist existence and like yeah. i felt that like the, yeah. uh, that's what it's about like you know whether people understand that or not it's yeah. not about it's not about like having, you know, seven houses and shit and driving Rolls Royces and shit, you know, um, like it's not about that. But like it, for it, most people, really it's, not. Like, it's not it's like, yo, that's the real art shit. Like most people, the problem is that like most of these people in Hollywood aren't actual artists. You know, they're just not right. You know, they're talking about their mortgages and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's not about the 
I'm not about the yeah. art. You know what I'm saying? They're cashing checks. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I had, a, I know, I've known, I've known a lot of uh, non-artistic types that, mm-hmm. and I, I say that just because like, just based on the stuff they would talk about, man, it was like they, it was just on a surface level. It was kind of like, um, they never really talked about the art of, or anything that was behind, uh, like if they watched a certain movie, they never talked about the artistry of it. They were just like, oh, this, this made this much money. And it, they would talk mm-hmm. about box office numbers and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had this buddy in high school that would kind of, he would always talk about box office revenue. And and that was the reason why he was getting into it. And I understand you got to have some people like that in the movie, but like producers and you're going to have like non-creative types, uh, unfortunately. But, but, uh, <laughs> but like, it's, you know, it's, some people just care about the data and the fucking, uh, you know, the, the box office numbers and the, the figures and all that. But it's, it's like, I don't even, I don't, I, mean, I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. I think I was just saying that like, uh, I guess I've known people that they were getting into it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. A lot like, of people, a lot of the people we know get into it for the wrong reasons. Like yeah, uh, uh, most of these people we see get into it to the wrong, wrong a lot of them we talk to probably from time to time and know them. Yeah. You know, like they're in this for the wrong reasons. It's like, uh, and it's like, nah, man, like I'm really about that art shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really am. Like, that's why I can say what I want. That's why I can, that's why I can be free in a ways where I can, yeah, I can get on a podcast and say like, oh yeah, that person tweeted that that person's stupid. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, where they would never, like a lot of the people we know would never never say that about another word. It's like, why? Like, you know, it's, I think that it was dumb. Like you can, they could say some stuff about me. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm that, that's just, you know, I'm not in it to sort of, you know, uh, yeah. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, you can't worry about people thinking you're like an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? that's what I was going to say is that about that friend of mine in high school, it was like, he knew that I wanted to make movies too. And I, and cause I'd been wanting to for a long time. And I think he, I kind of latched onto him or, you know, we became friends cause we had things in common. We liked movies, but then I found out that he liked them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would, and the reason why I say he was a non-artistic type is because like I would bring up certain things about the scene and he would kind of just look at me weird, you know, and he'd be like, dude, you're fucking retarded, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, he but he would that's all he talked about was how much films made you know he'd be like oh yeah well how much did it make at the box office as if that's the one determining factor of a film's worth you know what i'm saying literal worth is like did it gross money it's yeah yeah it's like yeah right you know like the some of the the giganticest piles of dog shit make the most money like you know look at what's happening now Right. Like, like the biggest films make like that are just complete garbage are, are raking in dough you know like so does that mean that like it's the best? No, come on, bro. Come on, like you know. No. And, we, and it's insufferable, like as someone who like really loves the shit. Like well, I really like, I really love film. I really love art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I really love, you know. I read. You know, I like. I, I expose myself to different ideas, different artists, not yeah. just artists within film. Or I mean, like legitimate artists. Like I like this. I like want to see people paint i want to see you know expose myself to you know people who do poetry even like just because i appreciate it you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's not like you know because i i hear bad poetry there's nothing worse than bad poetry it's the worst like yeah. you know what i'm saying like and i hear a lot of it i'm like oh but when you know somebody that you see somebody that's like because that's one thing about that's like i don't do poetry right right but, but one thing about poetry is like 
you can say what you want, but like people that get into poetry aren't getting into poetry to get rich. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? Like, so it's pure. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so if you're an actual poet, right, and you you do it for real and you really, like, you're, it's, pure, it's from a pure place. Mm -hmm. Like, you do have some people who are posers who, like, I write plays and everything else and I do poetry. It's like, no, you're a poser. Like, you're not really yeah. a poet. You're, and that's why your poetry sucks. But, but, you know, but like, I just, I like people who are good at their art whatever yeah. that art is and i like to be exposed to that like i like to you know experience it right yeah um and like a lot of these people don't like they just don't that's not what they on like they're not that's not what it like they're not a intellectually and curious let alone they're not intellectually curious let alone artistically curious right you know? so and i feel like one feeds into the other and vice yeah. versa you know um so that's what you're dealing with when you talk to people that talk about movies that way or distill things down to sort of the money, you know, like as if like that's the, the thing that you need to be weighing in terms of, you know, a film's quality. It's like, well, how much money did it make? That's why I hate talking about movies. Like I hate, you remember you talked to me about a deck, right? Like the whole idea of making decks is to me is yeah. like kind of annoying because it's still a thing of a thing that's not made. And then like people will spend time making the decks and use it as a, a, like people will be like, I got a deck. I'm like, all right, cool. Where's your script? <laughs> yeah. oh, but I got a deck for the script though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then they'll put the deck or they have the deck and the deck is about like centered upon like, it could be this actor and this actor and we could get this together. It's like a way to financially puzzle piece together the film. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not why we make a deck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would I make know. it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the the uh, visual pitch deck has become like the new treatment, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and it makes these, people feel like just they're doing ask for a synopsis and a treatment. Now they've moved on to these lookbooks. You yeah, know? yeah. It makes people feel like they're doing something. Like you know, yeah. like how many people we know with decks with no scripts? Like they got a lot of decks though. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody might as well made a meme, dog. Like, I mean, shit, it's more satisfying. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. You know, like, uh, if you got a deck for a script, that's one thing. At least that's trying to convey uh, more more of a vision to the story you've already, you know, written. Yeah. Um, it's another element, another component to sort of get people to understand what the finished film could be like. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the deck stuff is funny to me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hate it, man. I just, I hate how like, because I just want to write, man. Like all of a sudden you, uh, I'm not saying I'm, you know, I'm opposed to learning new things and, and you know, getting sort of acclimated to how things are evolving. But it, it's, it is kind of nauseating when it's just like, every time you turn around, there's just some new tool that you got to fucking use to try. It's like, man, just read my fucking synopsis. And, you know, just like Cormac McCarthy's been writing, you know, his novels on this old ass manual typewriter for <laughs> yeah yeah about 90 some years old dog like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like it don't take all of this new shit you know right uh, it, it, you know people jump and that's like it's just like when you know when wordle dropped right yeah <laughs> you got this oh post my wordle it's like like you know these people I still don't even know what the fuck that is I'm, i refuse it's not even that i think something's wrong with it i just refuse to I refuse to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe I, it would be, maybe I would enjoy it. I'm not ever going to know because I'm never going to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not about, you know, I, I'm not opposed to trying new things at all. I like, but I'm, if I, it, I why is, why am I trying that new thing? Yeah. You know? 
it's like all of a sudden writers have, have be, are becoming like graphic designers too. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like how they also say filmmakers need to be like directors need to know how to do everything now. And I, I just, and again, I'm not like opposed to that idea because I think learning new things is, is fine. But, but back in the day, you used to just be able to be a writer. You used to mm-hmm. just be able to be just a director. And it seems like, you know, I guess with um, just all the new technology and people have to be so, you know, well-versed in, in all different areas. And it's like, man, but if you're talking about pitching materials, like why do you have to have all of this shit before they, before they even ask for the script? It's, you know, and I mean, cause at that point they're not giving you option money or, or anything. They're not, yeah. they don't even, it's almost like they don't want to read. Like they no. just want to see like images. They just want to see pictures. And I think that's what the visual pitch deck's all about. And before he got canceled, you know, before he got canceled, uh, Max Landis, yeah. Uh, he built a whole entire career off of that. Oh, really? um, a whole entire career off of being able to pitch. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, what I mean by that is he write, like he legitimately would write the scripts, right? Yeah. But like, if you ever listen to him um, pitch, because he, he would always do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was pitch, no, you wouldn't even ask, you like hear some shit, he start pitching. And you realize fairly quickly, like, oh, this is him in a room yeah this is him he's like laying the whole movie out the whole script out how he's writing it. it's like he's giving you the script in real time yeah. um in a way that's palatable and digestible for execs yeah it's like on some don draper madman shit like but like <laughs> this is what it is and and guess what happens here and he's like you know and he's got and he like built a whole on top of having the the fact that he's the son of a famous director too yeah you know, oh, yeah. um who's got some children decapitated on, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know, so he had that strike against him. Right. But, but, but he still, that's still a hell of a leg up regardless. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, that being said, he did master, uh, that sort of room selling an idea to those people in a room. Like, yeah. Well, did, did, didn't they say the same thing about uh, uh this was a long time ago during the mm-hmm. spec boom of the nineties? Didn't they say the shit the same shit about Joe Esther uh, Joe Esther House or whatever? Well, wasn't he the the basic instinct guy who could like write an idea on a fucking napkin, mm-hmm. and then before he even wrote the script, people were just like, "Yeah, we'll give you fucking yeah. ten million for that," you know? Yeah, Esther House was back during that big spec boom. Him and Shane Black were selling million dollar scripts and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah, I think like if you were able to sort of be fast like that um and sort of be a salesperson uh and i feel like landis was definitely fast in a salesperson and esther haas was fast in a salesperson like he would he would always talk about how how fast he wrote basic instinct he was like i wrote that script with my dick yeah like like like, you know i was super fast and like you know like uh i feel like if you have those two combinations even now you'll succeed uh in 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 hollywood um yeah but that stuff tends to not be interesting you know what i mean um it tends to be like and goofy you know Uh, and and it's it's so concept driven too man like i think we were talking about this in the writing group one time may have been on the discord but it was like it was like and why does everything always have to be about a hook a twist or a concept Mm -hmm. it's like man can we not just tell grounded stories about real people that, you know, with the compelling conflict and all the things that we learned about, mm-hmm. about, you know, just our own life experiences or 
you know, but it's just like now everything has to be some futuristic fucking gimmicky thing that is going to blow people's minds, you know? So it does seem like it has to be a little, little hyperbolic to a degree. High concept is just another term for a gimmick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. Like people always say, Oh, you want a gimmick. Yeah. What's the gimmick that I can get, sell people on, you know, like it's going to get people be like, Oh, you know, like, uh, and I've, I've become, as I've gotten older, I've become so bored with the high concept. Like it's such a boring thing. Yeah. Like, and it's so easy to manipulate too. Like in terms of like, uh, like coming up with those types of ideas, you know, like they're kind of easy. You just like, look what's there in the zeitgeist, you know, and you just, you know, you do inversions and flips on it, you know, or you take yeah. an old pre-existing movie and you retell it from a different angle uh you know like there's so many ways to do that like high concept thing right like yeah uh, but the problem is can you like execute it you know um and what i mean by and people will say execute as if like it's all about the 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 way you execute the script that's actually a lie like that's some shit you hear from like craig mason or like john august you know um it's about the execution but what they're leaving out is you're right it's about the execution how you execute the script to please uh, these people with the money uh, to say yes. Yeah. And these people with the money aren't like some people, they're not like sophisticated tastes, tasteful people with the utmost, uh, 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 Im- they don't have impeccable taste in art and story. Right. You know, so it's like, no, you've got to like, the execution is about how do I make this thing dumb enough for these people that they're going to say, yeah. Like, that's really what it is. Like, you know, like, because in their mind, it has to be dumb because they have, they have a disdain for the audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's true, man. And that, you know, they wouldn't say that they wouldn't even think of that way, but but that's the truth. But that's the truth. You know, that's really how they approach it. You know, whether they admit it or not, that's how they approach it. So that's how that, it certainly comes across. Yeah, that's how it is. And it's yeah. because they're thinking in four quadrants. When you say four quadrants, and again, that's another word for saying dumb down. Yeah. Like, how can we get the biggest amount of people to watch this? Exactly. How can we make it so, you know, how can we dumb it down so that it appeals to people who are in totally different age demographics and groups well, <laughs> you and, know, and at the same I, time? Yeah. And when I hear universal appeal, I just automatically think lowest common denominator. Dominator. Exactly. It is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so execution isn't about you need to stick the landing no you don't need to stick the landing that's the worst advice ever because it's like you'll be sitting there as a writer trying to make the most artistically sound piece of work you know what i'm saying and like and the whole time that's not what they need right like they need you to make this so that you can this this thing that's like mcdonald's big mac you know, like you need to make a McDonald's Big Mac so that these yeah. people can buy these fucking Big Macs. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, that's cool, but it's a Big Mac, right? Like, make it a Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's gourmet. Okay, can you make it a gourmet Big Mac? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 that's so it's like the execution is about fooling the people with, with the ability to give you a green light. Like, it's about, a, it's about appeasing them. It's about making them feel okay. Like, okay, we can make this. It's going to make us our money. <laughs> you know yeah. like that's it like it's not about some high bar it's like i get i guess you could tell maybe if you can tell by the disgust i have in my voice like i just <laughs> hate all the stuff that they say because they just like all these pros all these like vet these screenwriter screenwriter pros they just lie dog it's yeah. like it's like they're just 
patting themselves on the back about their own like they're creating narratives they're the, the, yeah. the myth the mythology of their talent like you know what i'm saying like yeah and i mean just give me not, a pulitzer i'm just a bet like no <laughs> fucking no <laughs> and, and, yeah. and it's almost like they're not saying anything that that i haven't already heard heard from, from guys yeah. like william goldman or billy wilder you know like right. uh, i mean we've all heard it before and you know, and the thing that I, you know, I made a post recently about Billy Wilder and I got to thinking about this. Uh, I think one of his tenets or whatever was kind of like, it was basically uh, something about, you know, when you end a movie, don't hang around, you know, don't, don't feel the need to hang around, just end your fucking movie. And that kind of led me to my next thought. It was like, you know, have you, have you noticed that more people uh, are starting to get into this thing where everything's got to have a twist? everything's got to have a fucking twist twist. and a a, a gimmick it's like dude no just tell your story and then fucking end it like end it It, not everything has to have a twist or a big uh some you know thing that's unfolding into into or you know easter eggs that's another thing easter eggs (laughs) is shit that's gonna stay in the inside of this universe you know everything's got to be a damn multiverse and i'm just like fuck i don't know but I, i'm getting old i'm, I'm getting old and I'm, <laughs> i think that's why i do get cynical about this shit but well i'm gonna ask you since we've been talking all this time right yeah yeah i want to ask you some 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 it's funny that you say you come from the you came from the heating and air conditioning world right uh because yeah. close calls is a sweaty ass movie yeah it feels yeah. like there's no air conditioning in this movie <laughs> there wasn't no there wasn't right it feels so sweaty like yeah. um and in, in that kind of like exploitive way too, like in that Russ Meyer kind of like, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was yeah, intentional. Yeah, yeah. And I, I t- when I tell people, that's what I tell people, like when I'm like, you ever seen Close Calls? They're like, no, what is it about? I'm like, well, it's not really what it's about. I say it's like a, it's like I think of like a Twin Peaks movie directed by Russ Meyer. It's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, David Lynch was a big at yeah, the time yeah. was a big influence, and like because he would say this shit about, you know, basically just, you know, nobody's going to tell me how long a scene's supposed to be. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that movie was, was sweaty in an exploitive way. Cause like, yeah, coming, coming from heat and air, uh, of course that had nothing to do with it. That was just, you know, basically just, um, you know, coincidence, but, but I mean, but it was like, uh, yeah, it was by design. It was like, I want this movie to feel kind of dirty. And and we always had uh, Jordan Phipps, you know, the lead yeah. actress. We yeah. always spritzed her down, you know, and, mm-hmm. and would spray her before each scene. And like, I, I wanted like, I wanted fucking sweat and, and blood and piss. And <laughs> like, I want that movie just to feel fucking kind of gritty. And, and uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain it, but, but like, but yeah, that movie is kind of grimy. It's got like a lot. There was uh, some guy described it as a real manic depressive movie. And so, <laughs> so like, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I get it, man. Cause it was just kind of like, I threw everything in there and kind of started up and, uh, you know, but it's, it's got a lot of, a uh, lot of, a lot of grime and it bodily fluids. It has, <laughs> a, 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 what is it? A, a, t- a tito brass feel to it too <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice i don't think that's a reference that i feel like oh, maybe not the casual person would know <laughs> yeah uh, but 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 uh <laughs> it it, uh, it uh, there isn't a like and I, it's, it's interesting because i'm talking about this movie after talking about a snake of june um yeah but I, I feel like there's kind of like similar in that regard in terms of like they're erotic kind of films like like there's an eroticism yeah. to both of those movies that's sort of like 
you don't see it in American movies no more, man. Like you no. just don't, you don't like, uh, no. And, and, and I, I wanted to embrace that too, man. Like I wanted to get nasty. Like, and how, how is, how is close calls in a snake of June more sexual than X? How? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Centered around porn and scenes with porn and they're in it scenes where they shoot porn scenes, obviously simulated, but still. Yeah. Like, how I, well, I, mean? <laughs> I, I there was a lady uh you know we screened the movie down in um it was at a spooky empire in florida and there was a lady who walked out during the uh i guess if you want to call it a rape scene uh to me it was it it could have been a hallucination uh yeah but the part in close calls where she's in the the animal room and there's like there's all this uh just weird stuff going around she smokes salvia and and uh and it's just supposed to be that that part of the movie where it's a turning point where the things start kind of flipping around she feels like she's losing her mind and everything before then just kind of feels a, maybe a little familiar but kind of off kilter in a way yeah but then at that point it's a complete narrative shift uh and and it's like uh her perspective just gets more and more warped as the film progresses but like during that scene a woman just walked out and uh and then she, I guess she told one of the programmers that uh, the film was real exploitative. It made her, made her feel nasty and made her feel like she wanted to take a shower. And I took all that shit as a compliment. A compliment. You're right. Yeah. Because right, right. I, I was like, at that point, wanting to embrace the fact that it was exploitation. But this was also before hashtag me too and all that shit. Like, mm -hmm. and once that happened, I noticed people kind of had a different way of looking at exploitation when before uh, some of the people that worked on the movie with me were okay with it. They were like, oh, that's just Richard being a guy. He just wants to see tits. And it, and it wasn't just that. It was like, but I did go, I did grow up on exploitation and I kind of, mm -hmm. I like to delve into it. Like I like to look at uh, transgressive, um, you know, whether it's just the, the people or the situations, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I like watching shit that is, is unfettered, you know, yeah. and like, like really just uninhibited. And, and uh, I don't like censorship and I, you know, and especially with the, the scene in close calls where she's, you know, uh, she tells the guy basically to survive. She's like, I gotta, I gotta go pee, mm -hmm. you know? And then she goes to the fucking bathroom with, uh, you know, Barry Cohn played brilliantly by Greg Fallon. And, uh, and he starts, you know, touching himself while she's taking a piss. That was like, to me, that was like the only way that she could get out of that scene. Because when I was writing the script, I didn't have, I had it loosely outlined, but it, earlier in the movie, she had a, a razor blade, you know, on the toilet where she was doing coke. And uh, so I started thinking like, well, fuck, she's tired. I had no way to get out of this scene. <laughs> and uh, I, so I was thinking like, how could she get out of this fucking scene? Because she's tied up. Oh, she's going to have to use her, you know, her wit and her sexuality because that's what was appealing to him. And, uh, you know, she knew how to appeal to his baser instincts, you know, and then so I had I was like, oh, what if she said I've got to pee and uh, and he's attracted, you know, by that. And like yeah. at first I was thinking, you know, that's a kind of a dirty idea. But then I went all in on it right. and uh, and we had fun with it. And it's one of the funniest goddamn scenes in the movie. But you'd be surprised how many people are just disturbed by that. And they're just like, no, this dude wanted to shoot that because he's just a fucking pervert. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe I am. I don't know. But like. But I mean, no, I, I, I really like exploitative movies. I was always titillated by it when I was a fucking kid. I, even I was just like, I was like, dude, I want to see fucked up shit. Yeah I, yeah. I don't want my fiction to feel like it's, uh, 
safe you know and that goes back to the x thing it's just like no if you're gonna have a scene uh where a girl's like uh she's like hey everybody else is fucked except me and now i want to fuck like show it you know like you've already you've already set it up Uh, just fucking go go for it you know but that that's why i think that scene was for nothing it was almost like he was going for some kind of like shock value by that girl saying that that jenny ortega or whatever she's like yeah i want to fuck now and then like it doesn't even show it it's just like uh like why what was the point yeah because you can you know the point was the point was like he's ty west uh what was sort of trying to go for the the sort of manipulative put the viewer the male viewer in the shoes of the boyfriend right right um (laughs) and i'm pretty sure it worked for some guys that shit don't work for me no (laughs) because i don't relate to that dude whatsoever I didn't either. My attitude about that was be way different. Like, you know, and it's like, I don't know, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, but I feel like uh, men who like younger, probably younger, more insecure men. Um, yeah. Maybe that has that effect. Uh, but there was just so many things <laughs> about the way that whole thing played out. That was just like, that wouldn't play out like that. And even, no, if, I mean, the even if it of- were to play out similar, the response is totally weird. It's like, okay, well then, wouldn't he try to negotiate his own session with the other girls? Like, you know, like there's all kind of different ways that that could have actually played out besides him being butt hurt yeah. and like going home hurt, crying and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm getting killed by an old lady, a geriatric <laughs> old woman. Like, you know, yeah. like it's yeah. just, yeah, it felt like a cheap sort of cop out, you yeah. know, um, for lack it, of well, yeah. yeah, and it, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like you said, you're going to make a movie that deals with porn. Give me the fucking porn, you know, (laughs) like at least, uh, you know, lean into it more than what he did. But like, again, it goes back to what we were talking about with movies that felt dangerous. And and, uh, I don't think you can be sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I don't think you can be dangerous with intimacy coordinators, dog. (laughs) And there's so and and, and I know that that movie had it. There's no way that movie didn't have intimacy coordinators on it. Like, uh, I feel like you're just adding another barrier. Yeah. Um, so there's someone else who's dictating sort well, of like and, how the scene is playing out. It has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and to me, like, I'm not just all about tits. I mean, you know, we've yeah. talked about how like dicks are the new tits now. Like, <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. show all the dicks you want. Show Kid Cuddy's mm-hmm. dick. I don't care. Like, right. but I mean, that movie just didn't go far enough. I just felt like it stayed within certain parameters and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, if you're talking about close calls, man, I do watch some of it now. And, and I'm like, I'm like, eh, I wonder where my head was at that time. You know I mean? Cause we're never the same, like yeah, as we get yeah, older, yeah. like I would probably never make another movie like close calls, but that's where my fucking head was at the time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like people kind of read too much into it. Like all oh, this guy's fucking a, a, a sexual deviant or whatever but no it's <laughs> it's but they don't but they don't say that about like john waters they don't say it about russ meyer like like you said uh, they don't even say it about fucking lloyd kaufman from trauma who makes some of the the, the grimiest fucking dirtiest yeah, movie yeah. even charles band yeah, yeah you know but but for a guy like me i guess who was just coming from nowhere they were just like this, there's something wrong with this guy but you know yet those guys can do it it's you know well, they, look at jim, they, look at jim, Wynor- jim winorski it's another <laughs> another example 
Yeah, it's funny how they how certain people get the pass, right? Like certain yeah. guys get the pass. Yeah. Uh, like at John Waters, like he's basically been completely sanitized now. He's like people look at him like the grandpa or some shit. Like, oh, he's a funny grandpa. Like, man, he was making some transgressive shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that shit that he was, Plink Flamingos and all that, that shit was transgressive as fuck. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he had some Dirty. fucking wild movies. And, like, he did. Like, the fact that they, they act like John Waters is just, like, he's perceived as safe. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't even think people really watch John Waters movies. Like, I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, these people, there's no way. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no way they it's, sat through one of those movies. Like, uh, you know. yeah. yeah, it's like I've watched a few of them, but it was the, the more mainstream ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but it's just like, man, it they're kind of hard to swallow. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I respect, you know, I respect them, but it's not like I really enjoy them, you know? Right, yeah. But uh, yeah. it's... I, it's just crazy how now there's such a stigma put on stuff like that when back then it was just being experimental and it was you know that you could people supported that more now because it was like creative autonomy but but now they're starting to look too much at, and it's the same thing they do with comedians now it's like if you tell a certain joke that means you actually believe it and then if you're a filmmaker yeah. mm-hmm. if you portray that then that's just what you want to see but no it's 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 a reflection of the fucking real world you know yeah yeah, and it's an exaggeration if you want, you know. You want yeah, it's funny that the power sort of the people the people look at uh, these entertainers as powerful people. I mean, and to a degree, they are. Yeah, I mean, but they don't have real power, you know. No. Like, and what I mean by that is like they're while yes, they have influence and they make lots of money and they live a privileged existence they're not like uh they're not at the levers of power like making the decisions that really affect people's lives no, uh, no. and it's like i wish people had the same energy for those people um more consistently than they yeah. do for sort of these people doing making stupid jokes and fucking goofy movies you know what i mean like i yeah. i really wish people would divert that attention to to that like you know um like yeah. even now like with all the stuff going on, like with Roe v. Wade and, you know, people feel helpless and stuff like that. Like, it's like, okay, well, it's good that you're actually now, like people are actually focusing on like, oh, like the Supreme Court and like how, like, like how do these people have lifetime appointments and how do these people wield so much power over everyone else? Yeah. Uh, It's good that they're actually asking those questions now, but my, my fear is like, well, yeah, how long though? You know, like how long before they just be throw their hands up again and go back to just like worrying about Dave Chappelle's new goofy special or some shit, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, it's like, you know, like, if it's all were, distraction, man. Yeah, it's all a distraction, bro. It's all a distraction. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's hype, you know, it's whatever. Fuck, and most of the time people just read the headlines, they don't even get the full story, you know, they're just, you know, as they say, clickbait, you know, every day. And, 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 uh, cause I mean, I'm guilty of it. I don't, sometimes I don't click on the fucking article. I just, I will see like a headline and I see what people are arguing about and I'm like, okay. And, but I guess the difference is I don't, I don't indulge in it, you know, and mm. I don't, I don't, I try not to engage in it. And so many people, you'd be surprised as how much that fuels people. And, it, and even on the creative level too, people are fueled by that. And I'm, I'm just like, man, you know, you're, you're, you're poisoning your fucking mind with all that shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's because they're not trying to, they're not really, 
trying to uh, to use critical thinking. They just want like they, they want the whole diatribe. You know that that's the most appealing part to them is the, is the diatribe, not the uh, the actual conversation. You know, people don't have conversations like they have uh, moments where they get to grandstand in public. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not about like people conversing. It's not about like you know talking about and on that tip of conversing um i know you have a big collection you're one of the you you and me are like last of dying breed yeah, uh, yeah. when it comes Dude, to my, it's insane yeah when it comes to like physical media right like yeah. you're i'm not even nowhere near you when it comes to films uh, i used to no, have dude. i used to have a lot now i uh, <laughs> i don't have a lot as much so i have more but books are kind of my my thing like yeah. i just have a lot of fucking books uh yeah i man and that picture you saw of my closet mm-hmm. that one day mm-hmm. that was just my criterion collection <laughs> like dude i've got two rooms uh dedicated to to just that in my house mm-hmm. and it it's insane because it goes back to what late 90s when dvds first started coming out mm-hmm. and uh and i've gotten rid of a lot of dvds and most of my vhs but like but yeah, I've been collecting since then, man. And and uh, what what really sucks is that people. It's sad how people are like, "Oh, where's this streaming? I can't find this movie. Can't find that." And I'm like, "Like, motherfucker, I got it on my shelf." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just you know, it's getting harder to find certain things now. And I'm starting to do more uh, like curating yeah. here lately because like I want a lot of what these boutique labels are putting out. Cause these movies, man, they're not going to be around forever. They're uh, not, they don't even stream that long. And then no. like, even if you go the pirate, if you look for the pirate route, like I can find a lot of stuff that way. I can hit, hit up people for links to stuff and yeah. check the private torrent sites. And, but even that's limited, you know, yeah. like uh, to what people have and what people have uploaded, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you can, it's an endless, you know, but, but, yeah, like when some of these movies, you know, if they're not pirated, um, they won't exist. That's like, true. Yeah, uh, and- if they get, they might get. You know, you you're waiting around for things to be on streaming, and it's like, what happens when they don't just stream them anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. you know, digital, digital is not made to last, man. Like, it's it's. I I've always told people this that I just I want something tangible. Like the, even even if I don't watch the fucking movie, like mm-hmm. I I still have a bunch of movies back in those rooms um, that I haven't even watched, but I I know that I'll have them, you know. Yeah, and like, yeah. there's probably fucking hundreds that I'll 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 probably never get to, you know. But it it's just cool having a and and that goes, you know, it's the same with books too. There's a lot of books yeah. I haven't read, um, yeah. but it's nice to to have that because like. I guess um, maybe I hold it a little too precious, but it's like, man, that shit can go away. And and the fact that uh, it doesn't exist anymore is, is it kind of scares me. It's like, it's like, Oh man, what if I'm, what if I'm not able to get my hands on this when I want to, you know, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, I don't know. People are so into fucking streaming now, but that's just a transitory thing. It's, it's not like there's no sense of pride in owning shit anymore. And I understand it's like a storage thing. A lot of people have storage issues. Like you can't, you can't fill up your whole fucking house with, you know, media, but yeah, but uh, that's why I've done more curating now instead of like collecting. 
yeah because, well that's uh, why i'm like as you see i'm in the garage now because this is like the yeah. first this is like the first i live in like a condo apartment this is like the first time i've had like a, a, a legit garage right yeah um so i like the side you can't see i've set up like a little space writing wise like and and like i have shelves for extra shit yeah know, so i can store for extra books movies whatever yeah, it looks like the perfect spot for that. I see a lot of white space. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a lot of stuff over here you can't see. And just, like, you know, like, just I've set it up. Like, I got the little rug out, the little desk. Because I just need another space to sort of, like, not only keep shit, but to, like, escape. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, right yeah. now, like, my kid's upstairs. Uh, and, like, they've taken over. <laughs> like it's like they've taken over like you yeah. know what i mean like i have a yeah. balcony you know and sometimes i'll go on the balcony yeah um, and but like i need my space dog like and, yeah you know um dude i, I get, get it. it i i no, yeah i get it too because it's like uh i was gonna say about the whole thing about not watching the movies sometimes i don't watch the movies and i, I will just go back there and just look at them <laughs> it's, it's like it, it's my sanctuary man it's so much it's so much better than like doing that with Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than the fucking that's it's so it's such a like uh, that's a sad individual like when you see a grown man with like a bunch of Funko Pops you're just Yeah. Like, like bro, like yeah, chill out. Like go get some <laughs> go get some books or some movies or something. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a I've got a couple, I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. I, I but that's a it's sad because like the real artists like you know, I used to buy like the NECA figures yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and shit like that. Like it, you know, real artists were making those. Uh, I used to get sideshow collectibles. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and they was like, dude, they was like fucking exact replicas, you know. And I have, I've got like a complete line of like Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, all this stuff. And and it was the, the way it was painted. It was like, man, somebody put some time into that some shit. Effort into it. Yeah. yeah, I look yeah. at Funkos and I'm just like, man... <laughs> I like, dude, I could fucking do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I like, I feel like uh, Funko Pops are just indicative of all the things we've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's just yeah. like a perfect sort of. There's a type of motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> who gets a whole bunch of Funko Pops, you know? Yeah. Um, and those people definitely watch Marvel movies, um, and they definitely <laughs> think that stuff like star wars is great um and i'm not talking about the original star wars no 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 i'm it, talking about all the new star wars iterations that disney has uh you know and it just um, it won't stop it won't stop that's what i don't like is the the persistent just the all the permutations of it like mm-hmm. it's never gonna quit never they're and, gonna they're and not until it's they're going to milk it completely dry like yeah till they get every single bit of fucking, you know, whatever, four billion or whatever they paid George Lucas for that franchise <laughs> until they've, yeah. you know, d- squeezed every last nickel out of that dead horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, the corpse of that Yoda corpse, they're, it's, 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 they're not going to stop, you know. Um, no. Till it's completely cannibalized itself. Um, and people, you know, the, the piggies will eat, you know, yeah. they, some of those people will eat that shit up uh and i guess you know more power to them if that's what you want i guess I, I, and i i get it to a degree because i'm kind of like that with horror i've I've been to the horror conventions but here's mm-hmm. the thing about horror like th- a lot of those franchises stopped 
you know, they didn't just keep milking some of them. Like, you, you know, Friday the 13th is pretty much stopped. You got fan films and stuff, but like Friday the 13th, uh, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, all the, well, we still got another no, Halloween. They, 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 keep, they keep making them. They don't want <laughs> Yeah. Them. That I mean, last it, Halloween, dog. Oh, dude. Dog. Fucking horrible. It was horrible. I that was the one of the worst movies I've seen in recent memory. And like, yeah. I have to like listen to people try and like be disingenuous and charitable to it. It yeah. just makes me sick. It's like, you know, this movie's not good. Like, why are you doing, why are you talking about this movie like this? <laughs> no, and, and dude, I love, I love Michael Myers, but I even, yeah. I don't, I'm not, but if it's a bad movie, like I'm going to, I'm going to say something about it. I expected more from fucking Danny McBride and, and uh, David Gordon Green. Whoever, and there was, I think there was another writer on it, but mm-hmm. it's like, man, why, why are you, I don't know. Like, I don't I, expect more from Danny McBride. Cause I feel like he's out of his depth. Yeah, it's like, not really like, his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, his wheelhouse is funny. You know, he can, you know, he's great at that comedic, over the top stuff. Yeah. I get it. He probably loves those movies. He's probably grown up watching them, but that doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> he should write well, them. You it, know, what I'm that's it. Came from a place of fan appreciation. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. It, it, you can tell he was a fanboy, and there was probably that pressure to you know put all the the Easter egg crap into it. That, I was like, dude, how are you gonna like? What was this? A- what was the couple's name? Bob, little Bob and uh, yeah, Bob. little 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 John and Gay John, little, or little, little John and Big John. Oh my, yeah. God. I was yeah. so corny, bro. It was the yeah. it was terrible. Yeah, and I heard people say, "I love this little John and Big John." I'm like, what? Uh, what? No. What is wrong with you? Have you <laughs> like have you received a lobotomy? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why? Well, you know, like I think <laughs> people want. They're so desperate for a classic <laughs> that they're just like they anything they see now is an instant classic, classic. yeah yeah we just have we're oversaturated with content dude like it, i think people are just they're so hungry for nostalgia and i will admit that i'm guilty of it too but i but i also can recognize a bad movie yeah. like it's like i tell people i'm like look i wanted it to be good like i right. wanted to enjoy right. it like i and and it's not to say i didn't have fun watching it i did but i was just at the same time i'm like rolling my fucking eyes the right whole i'm having fun but i'm having fun like hate watching it <laughs> i'm like yo you remember this part like look at this shit like yeah you know like that like i can i can enjoy a movie that i dislike for that reason because yeah sometimes it's just fun to like literally sit there and be like yo they really attempted this <laughs> like yeah. they're really doing this right now on, on screen like they're really trying to pass this off as <laughs> something yeah. you know uh, and it's funny that you say like people want it to be a classic that's a weird thing to want right think about that well i think they're hungry for it because we haven't had any in so long and like they they want you know back in the day you always heard about you know top 10 movies of the year and then everybody looked forward to the oscars and now I just think they're over glorifying everything for the for the wrong reasons. And it's just people are they want something good. And but then when they get something mediocre, they elevate it to such an unrealistic. Right. Level. But classic classics can't be determined like instantly, you know, right away. Yeah, no classics. It it, it, it takes time. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So the idea that like people expect things to be like classic, it's like, OK, but you know how that works right yeah. <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying like I, the expectation is to like watch something that interest that, that like interests you and in, 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 in is able to sort of keep your attention right like and some, in, something that really resonates too have you noticed yeah, that yeah. like 
I will say, and I don't know if it's just that because I'm getting older, but I noticed that like, I really can't say it's because I'm getting older. Cause I will say there's some new movies that do stick with me, but like, I miss like, uh, movies resonating with me. Like, like after mm-hmm. I got done watching it, I couldn't forget about it. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I've seen a lot of new shit where it's like, it leaves me like the next week. I can't even mm-hmm. remember what I, I think. Yeah, I it, it goes right through you like white castle or some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right back out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's it's a good, not... good analogy, man. Cause yeah, it goes down and it comes out and like, and and I feel shitty after after consuming yeah, it. Yeah, you feel like shit the next day. Like it's yeah. like yeah, it's it's just that's that's the type of stuff, and it's just funny because it's like I can I I remember the newer movies that like resonate with me, like when I saw Under the Skin. I've only seen that movie one time. Yeah, and I can recall it, like almost scene by scene. And people hate on it. Like I, it's weird. Like even now, every time I think about that movie. <laughs> I can recall like, images. images. Yeah. Like that, like I can't say that about a lot of movies. You know what I mean? Like I start saying, I sit under the skin, I start thinking about, oh, the baby on the beach and yeah, like, oh, man. oh, the big head guy. Like I could start, I remember this, I remember it, I remember how it felt. Yeah. Like I still haven't returned to it. I will one day, but like it's that, hard, it's hard to watch. Yeah, but it's stay like there's not a lot of movies that do that, newer movies that do that. And no. like like when they do you remember them you don't forget them they stay with you yeah you know it's, I mean? it's, like, it's hard it's like it's hard to watch but at the same time it's satisfying you know it's yeah. like there's something cathartic about disturbing material and and mm-hmm. like because i felt that same way about that movie and but a lot of people will they're so quick to trash it because they they feel like it's slow and hypnotic and it's like yeah but that's the good part of parts it. about it right I, yeah. it's 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 a it's it's a, a, sm- a small masterpiece like real cog like you know uh yeah. and it's like yeah because if a movie is that if a movie can traumatize you for lack of a better word because it's yeah. like that's it's like it's not like i have a pretty like i'm not like i'm not like affected by that movie in some sort of way where i'm like I need to seek uh, psych meds or some shit, (laughs) you know, but what I mean by that is like, it's like what I saw stayed with me like a trauma, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I still remember the scenes and I remember how they made me feel. And I, like, and I have, it feels like a photographic memory of that movie. Yeah. Well, and like the the scene with the, with the beach, the baby Mm -hmm. on the beach, that Mm -hmm. is the most memorable thing, you know, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. me anyway. And, but now I just, I just see like uh, a lot of movies coming out now that just, uh, you know, you know what it is? It feels like a lot of movies don't have any heart Mm -hmm. and it feels like there's like an emphasis on cynicism, which, uh, which is fine, but like, it's how it's done. You know, it's like, I feel like people are just trying to do things for shock value and, and you know there's a lot of dick and shit jokes and you know things like that and it's like it's like man look i'm grown up man can we not just and i guess the reason why i'm so nostalgic for like 70s movies and even stuff from the 90s it's like there was a level of maturity with yeah, those movies. they made movies for adults <laughs> yeah yes, with yeah. adult material they don't do yeah. that no more like adults are babies now yeah they like, are you know what I'm saying? like babies <laughs> yeah, yeah. And i i just i have people telling me shit about uh, you know i had a buddy of mine t- and i told him i go i don't give a fuck about that show but he was telling me about that show the boys 
<laughs> and, and he's like he he was like oh dude there's this character that crawls up inside of a dick and i'm like man i don't that just sounds, <laughs> it just sounds so stupid to me man i just can't i can't i can't do it i can't get on that wavelength man i'm like even if i'm like really high i can't even i don't even think it's funny like, he's like yeah man they crawl up inside of a pee hole and like I, I'm, yeah, I'm laughing because I feel the same way, bro. Like the same <laughs> yeah. way, and it's not that. But I'm pretty sure the boys might even be good. Right. I don't even know. I just don't even care. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I just like when people tell me that, I'm like, why do you think I, I'm like? Why do you think I want to see that? Like you I know, know, I know. I don't, I'm not entertained by it. I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't think it's funny. And it might. It funny. might. And I will give it the benefit of the doubt. It might be good. Yeah, but I will. I don't know because I have no interest in seeing it. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, no. Like, you know, man, I'd rather watch like Gene Hackman sitting in a dark room somewhere just thinking. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, and I've heard, I mean, I've I, heard from people, from people whose opinions and taste I have some somewhat respect that it is not. You know, The Boys is actually one of the few good shows in the sort of that deals with superheroes, which is like okay. But like, yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck about superheroes, though, like in any context, I even in, I don't even care about stuff that that uh, deconstructs it or lamb, lambos, lambasted it or are are are. Well, because I think it's it on. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Think I, it don't I, think I don't care. I don't care. Right. It's, yeah. It's like, man. Yeah. Because I think it is kind of poking fun of that genre. Yeah. Um, I know about the, the comic. I was aware of the comic years ago, so right. I know what it does. I just don't know about the show. Like, I, I'm familiar with it. So yeah. I know what it is about. I know about the Garth Ennis comic and, you know, the whole concept because I read the first couple yeah. way, way years ago before it was an actual show back when they had scripts for the feature version of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, OK, but like I got to a point where I don't even care, bro. Like, I don't care no. about that. It's like I just it's not it's, it's bad enough that the superhero stuff is like so oversaturated now. Right. But like whether it was or wasn't, I've matured past it like you know what i'm saying like yeah well and, and i will say this too and this is what's weird about me is that like I, I and i did watch them when i was younger i'm not gonna try and act like i'm some snob who doesn't watch comic book shit yeah i did too but, yeah but me and my buddy were talking he said dude you were even like this because i said man am i getting old and out of touch you know and and, and a buddy of mine he was like he said no he was like dude you were like this when you were 18 remember <laughs> and, and uh like when when the fucking x-men movie came out and spider-man mm -hmm. like i was just like dude i was like fuck these movies man and i was in high school mm -hmm. and like uh but i dude i grew up on like the godfather i grew up on like uh you know fucking scorsese and shit i would I, my mom would rent adult movies like i would go into the living room and uh my parents would be watching you know some shit like you know the hand that rocks the cradle or something and i would i would just fucking go down and i would like sit there and watch it with them and it, the silence of the lambs you know i think i watched that when i was like 10 years old and, <laughs> and, and that and that's like the shit that i was more into i didn't care about you know tights and capes and you know and I, i'm not again i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but like i i just don't connect with it dude mm -hmm. i don't connect yeah. with it one fucking bit yeah, it's just I think it is kind of weird when it stays with you for a long time, because like uh, I remember being like that age and like liking Marvel comics and, and like yeah. being into the X Men and stuff, and then yeah. like at a certain point I just like stopped caring. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. uh, like I held on to it for a while because I, I I thought initially like I was like well 
these are some things I did grow up on, right? It's nostalgic, but also they're trying to do different stuff with it, right? And then I got yeah. disabused of that fairly fast too. And <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no, they're not. It's really the same shit over and over again. Why am I deluding yeah. myself into making it something that it's not? Like, you know, like yeah. I feel like the last thing that I enjoyed uh, when it was first exposed to it, uh, I hate it now which was the first Deadpool movie. When I first followed, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck with it. Yeah. And now I see it. I'm like, what is I, I can't. I can't <laughs> even, it has no rewatchable value. It's like, I feel like I was high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why did I like this again? Like, it, yeah, like it's you know, like, um, uh, yeah, like, why did I you like? Know, you know what I actually liked, though, was Dread. Oh, Dread is, I still, I still fuck with Dread. Dread yeah. was, Dread was good. It was like the raid, dog. Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, she was like the raid. He yeah. fucking, you know, um, yeah, Dread is one of those exceptions, you know. Uh, the Blade movies, even the bad Blade movies, yeah. which I count two as bad. Uh, yeah. I watched it recently again. It's bad. It's um, fun, but it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like so bad. Like the like I was like the plot holes. It's just so bad. It's just like you know Guillermo del Toro. Like yeah. yeah. I, I used I, to like him too a lot. I don't really like he's not for me anymore. I've I feel like I've outgrown him too. I feel like yeah, I feel like, like he's re- an arrested development guy too. You know, like I feel like he got frozen in crystal uh, <laughs> at a certain point and he's just never progressed beyond that. Um he's yeah. kind of like Tim Burton, you know, yeah, in a sense yeah. where like you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're getting with him now. And mm-hmm. I respect what he does as an artist, but I don't I would hate to work with him, dog. You know, because yeah. like he's one of those directors that he's always got to get a writer, you know, because he can't really write himself. So he's got to get a writer, you know, yeah. has, has he has he written? I, I don't even know if he's written anything. Has he written any of his scripts? I don't know if he's written them solo. Like, I, I think maybe some of his like, like, did he write The Devil's Backbone by himself? Well, probably, probably. I was going to say his early stuff. Maybe. Or Kronos, probably. Right. Yeah. Like, I want to say like some of his more like independent or like Spanish finance movies, I want yeah. to say, feel like he might have. But even then, I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't actually the case. Like yeah. if if it wasn't someone else he collaborated with and then sort of like was like, yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because like yeah. Guillermo is definitely somebody who like, you know, even even the novels he writes, he has to get like Chuck Hogan to come in and do the heavy lifting. Um, you know, whether it's the strain books or another one he's got with him about something, I'm pretty sure it involves a monster. Um, and you know, are the 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 shape of water, or yeah. or what's the what's the one he just recently did the remake uh, of Nightmare Alley? He got yeah. uh, oh, what's her name to help him write it. He's always got to like bring in a writer. Yeah, the the, I mean? the 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 uh, critic woman Kim. Yeah, Morgan. yeah, yeah, Kim Kim Morgan yeah. came in and like he's always got to bring in someone else to sort of because he wants he's only interested in like. Somebody, one of the criticisms of him was like somebody pointed this out about Hellboy, right? or like Hellboy too. He was like, you know, so annoying when those like you saw like the, the little baby guy on the guy, and he was like, you could just tell like Guillermo just liked that, like yeah, he just wanted to have the little guy in there, like you know. And he pointed that out. I was like, you know what? He's fucking right. Like he just likes that type of sh- like that's what he cares about. Like you know, yeah. that's what he's worried about. He's in yeah. his little sketchbook, and he's like, I'm gonna make a monster. Like it's like he doesn't really care about. Like, you know, and it's like, that's fine. You know, you, I, there's a lot worse pe- filmmakers that you could go with uh, than Guillermo del Toro because Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he cares about the aesthetic. He cares about the aesthetics. He's an aesthetic for filmmaker. Like he's, yeah. 
he's definitely got the chops when it comes to shooting and creating a visual pastiche. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, and like, that's what he does, you know? So it's like, it's not like he's like, but I just, the material is so. It's a little too sentimental for me. Yeah. It's very sentimental. It's very, that's, that's the good word. It's very sentimental and almost to a cringy degree. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of, kind of, kind of cringeworthy, but I'm trying to see if, if, uh, uh, he wrote Kronos. I want to say Kronos. He had to have wrote that. Right. I thought he did because I thought his early stuff he he had penned, but but I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, Kronos and and uh, the other one, uh, not Pan's Labyrinth, but um, the Devil's Backbone, right? Devil's Backbone. I, I thought he he wrote that, but and and those are actually those are good movies, like um, you know. But it's almost like uh, I don't know. He he kind of went along that Kevin Smith path, you know, and yeah. and like. I guess, like you said, you have to respect it to a degree, but it's just not for my taste. Like, and I can't even pretend to like some of these people anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know how you're, you're like you're supposed to like certain directors. Yeah, yeah, that's how I. That's a great. That's a great way to put it. Like, I can't even pretend to like these people. Yeah, uh, I feel that. Oh, so Devil's Backbone, he had a co-writer, David yeah. Munoz, but Kronos says him, which I I understand because it's his first movie. It's about. Yeah his relationship with his grandparent grandfather or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, like something to that degree, but yeah. So David Munoz. So like, yeah, Gilmore, it seems like he got, he got his, got in and then he was just like, I'm not writing shit ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going to write it, but I'm going to be like, you know, yeah. Co-writing it with someone who's going to like get in there and you look, I need this to happen. Do your, I'm, you know, <laughs> make that happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, it, it's, it's the way that people hold, hold them up. Like you were talking about John Waters and, Guillermo del Toro it's like I used to kind of pretend I liked them and now mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, I'm too old for that shit now I'm just like yeah, I, yeah and I tell people and I don't care if it gets contentious or not I'm, I'm just like why would it no, be contentious like why <laughs> well, it, you know how it is in the fucking film no I know movie. I know why but <laughs> yeah. why you know what I know I mean? yeah like you know it's like why do you these people get so upset when you voice this opinion like as if these people you're not allowed to like it not be for you like you know, yeah. how dare you say that about these filmmakers it's like yeah why yeah like, exactly it, like, you know like why yeah. do i have to pretend that i like them like, exactly and and it's like um because i will say this david lynch i love david lynch but not all of his stuff no not, not, every, yeah. not all of it and the same thing with cronenberg i respect mm-hmm. the shit out of cronenberg but it's like uh but i don't like all his i don't even think i saw like cosmopolis or you know some yeah of the, yeah 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 i think they, I don't I even think, think I finished that. What maps to the stars? Maps like, to the stars. Yeah, I like. I'm like most people. I feel like it's a probably a fairly safe thing to say. Crimes of the Future is his first good movie in since Eastern Promises. Yeah, but, you know, which I, I believe it, it, it looks tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It's just, and I do feel like I just like Cronenberg doing that. You know, yeah. I can't lie. I just like Cronenberg doing yeah, that. Like, exactly. does, you know, like I just do. Like, uh, well, because, probably yeah. because it seems like it, not that it's like his wheelhouse, but it is probably it is it, his wheelhouse. But but I'll say this, though. Movies like that aren't being made anymore. That's true. Yeah. You know, that and, those and, type and of movies guess, that it, it, Go ahead. it's almost like he fucking like he was given a middle finger to all the Cronenberg imitators, mm-hmm. <laughs> because if you think about it, hell, even, uh, you know, which I, 
I mean, you could say his son's doing it to a degree, uh, Brandon yeah. Cronenberg. But yeah. like, there's so many people who are trying to do like what they what they call body horror, and yeah, you know, that term gets so used. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. It's like these people don't much. know what body horror is. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, what I'm saying, go read fucking J.G. Ballard or some shit. Like, get, get, <laughs> like get your actual like. These people be like, it's body horror. It's like, no, it's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> these movies are so tame. Like, uh, like get the I, hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if if that is Cronenberg's crowning achievement, which I haven't seen it yet, but I hear good things, it I, I feel like that's like his ultimate like fuck you to people who are who are trying to imitate him, and you know it feels that way to me. It does. I know some. I know some. There's a filmmaker. I'm in his Discord. Uh, Eugene Cordelenko, who was criticizing. He was saying it feels unfinished. It feels like a whatever. But I'm like that didn't bother me. Yeah. Like you know, like I actually like the way the movie feels like it's only part of a bigger thing. Yeah. Like I, you know, I don't need it to feel like it's part of a, I don't need Cronenberg to do a whole bunch of world building. Like I don't yeah. need that. Like exactly. Just cap it off. I, Just- I like that. Yeah. He did. He's creating a world, a story within a bigger world, but he's not expanding beyond it. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that he can do that. Yeah. I, I like that. It doesn't hold your hand either. Like it's, like you know it's like it treats the audience with like like they're adults where it's like yeah i'm just going to show you some things i'm not really going to go out of my way to overly clarify certain things you'll figure it out like, he, well, he's yeah he's leaving it up for the audience to explore right where it's like it's clearly there if you watch and listen yeah. like it's not like he's hiding it but he's not like it doesn't feel like he's like look look here right here you know like he'll still yeah. do you know there'll be moments that are sort of expositional nature right but yeah where it's like piecing things together but it's not doing it in a way where i felt insulted like you know which is like most movies where i feel like okay you're doing this so that the audience knows you know what i mean like oh okay you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah it's kind of hard to stay away from that like if you're writing something you almost Mm kind of feel like you have to uh divulge certain things but you you can't sometimes man you can't you can't underestimate the audience man and and like i think what's what's i think we kind of touched on it earlier it's like go ahead, go ahead and just end the movie and and let the fucking audience, you know, think about it. Let it let it stew for a little while. But I feel like uh, now when people say, you know, that was unfulfilling or I wanted more, I mean they they see that as a bad thing, but I see that as a good thing because you know I feel like it it enhances conversations and you know expands consciousness, whatever you want to say. Like it keeps the conversation going. Whereas some people just want you know some resolute shit. Like, you know, they just want it to, they want it to uh, keep going. Like, like you said, into a universe or like a series or a franchise. And it's like, oh man, some things just need to be what they are and end it. And, you know, and and I guess that's what, like you were talking about under the skin. That's why that movie resonates so much is uh, there's a lot of things, I guess you could really, it's up in the air, you know, it's up for interpretation and, you know, the, like just the ambiguity of it. And, uh, Cronenberg was always good at that. Same thing with David Lynch. And they just would put, they would do their work and they would fucking just let it sit. And I got, you know, criticism for close calls. And then like, that's the reason why I didn't like talking about that movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cause it had such an ending on it that, you know, people didn't understand. And it's like, well, fuck you. If you didn't understand. Right. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. It's just, it's open to interpretation. Just fucking people want everything wrapped up with a neat little bow. Yeah you know like and i hate that type of shit like like yeah. uh it's like not every every 
tie up. That's the hate when they like try to tie up every loose end in the movie. Like, you know, what yeah. I mean? like that's what you see in like a lot of these bigger Hollywood movies. Like, we got to tie up all these loose ends. It's like, no, yeah. you don't. Like, no, you don't. Even even the little idiosyncrasies that deal with certain characters mm-hmm. that are, I guess you could say, are unresolved. Like, to me, that's what makes the character interesting. You know, it's right. it's like the, the weird, quirky guy that Dennis Weaver played in the movie Touch of Evil, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. I could watch a whole fucking movie about that guy, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, there's there's like certain things that I see in in movies that they, you know, I don't know. It, it's like uh, that I don't see anymore, and it's a lot of it is character based stuff. And uh, I mean, you could say it's just little uh, idiosyncrasies or just in, uh, like intricacies, but it's the stuff that makes stories interesting to me. But it's always the stuff that kind of leaves you hanging, like and. Uh, I've noticed that there's like not a lot of character actors anymore. Like, like you remember, like um, I can't even really cite a specific example, but you would have these movies where a character would come on and it was like, they weren't even really a big part of the story, but they were so fucking memorable and they had their own life and their own existence. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it would, sometimes you, I mean, you could make spinoffs of just that one character, but it's like people want to know now, like, hey, what, what happened to that one character that was in there earlier? Does he tie into the story somehow? And it's like, dude, not everything has to be, yeah, yeah. you know, part of the exposition. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, if it's, it's not about everything is, there needs to be a reason for everything. Yeah, like, I don't like, like that. Yeah, and it's like, that's boring. You're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's boring. It's like, it's well, like, they're trying to over intellectualize it too. I feel yeah, like, yeah, it's just too, like, it's like, okay, it's like a people want to be God. Yeah. Right. In the mood when they watch things, right? Like, they need to know everything. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 motherfucker, you're not writing this. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not writing this or creating this. You're a viewer. So you don't get to be God. Right. Like, you know, like, uh, that's not what your role in this is. You're a passive viewer. So it's like, there are going to be things that the writer or the filmmaker doesn't want you to know. And there's going to be things that they do want you to know. Yeah. Like that's, it's the same thing when you read a book, there's going to be things that the author does not want you to know. Yeah. So they won't give you that details or they want you to know it, but not at this point. They want you to know at a different point in the story. Yeah, and they might just want you want you to infer it. You know, like yeah, I mean, yeah. They they want you to maybe speculate on certain things, and and uh, because I mean, dude, some of the best movies to me, man, are the ones where you just you're asking a zillion fucking questions after you get done watching it. Right. You Those know? are the movies that are the best because it's like the conversations after the movie are over. Like you know, like oh, yeah. you know, like because that again, I've said this before too. Uh, is like that's what. I like about art is the sort of interpretations and the many different ways that you could reinterpret it, you know, or how your feelings or thoughts change when you're, when you come back to certain things at different points in your life. Right. To me, that's what makes it cool. Yeah. That's the shit that makes it cool. Not like it's the same fucking thing over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what, that's the stuff that ages like, you know like milk like you know like that's the stuff that spoils if yeah. it's like so transparent like the same goofy thing it becomes much you see how stupid it is every time you go back to it it gets dumber and dumber 
to the point where you're just like, yeah, this is completely stupid. Like, you know well, what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, that's why I hate, you know, I'm not going to say I hate it. I, like, I understand people need writing tools and stuff. They are helpful uh, if you're trying to, you know, structure your story. But like the fact that like they treat a lot of these screenwriting books like Bibles now, mm-hmm. like these are not rules. They're just guidelines, man. Yeah. You, you take what you get from them. You can learn whatever you want from them but like you the whole thing with blake snyder's you know dan Harmon's story circle i've seen i see that float around all the time mm-hmm. like these are good practices i'm not saying that there's but i think you we talked about this before uh on facebook you know you that's just one formula out of right. Out of out of, very, out of many you know yeah 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 they, that's they people the people act like there's only you know, one way to tell a story. Like that's why I hate when people would be like, actually, it goes back to the the Greek era of, <laughs> of storytelling yeah. dynamics. And I'm like, Aristotle. shut the fuck yeah. up. Like that's not the only kind of story. No. Like there's, you know, that there's things that came before that. You know, there's other cultures and other societies that had their own myths and and the own way of storytelling yeah. that existed simultaneously or predated it. You know, like come on, man, fuck you. Like yeah. don't, I know what you're talking about. Like don't tell yeah. me. I hate when people do that. They bring that up. Like, well, actually, it's just there's a long history of like like I don't know that motherfucker. Yeah. Like I know yeah. what goofy books you read, dog. I read them. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like I I'm telling you that it's bullshit. <laughs> well, and and yeah, it's like you just take what you get from it. it but I know some people who just take it so literally because and- people they like Big Macs and they like no. This is how you make a Big Mac. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Big Mac is made with the fucking Thousand Islands dressing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not talking about Big Macs. You are, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. You want to make a Big Mac? Make the Big Mac this way. Like, I'm. I want to make some other shit. Like, you know, I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm not interested in the Big Mac. I want to take that middle bun out of the Big Mac. Big Mac, right? Like, what the fuck is this extra bread? I don't need that. You know, that's yeah. just getting in the way of the shit in the middle. That's good. Like, yeah. you know, like I don't need more gluten. Get the fuck out of here. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, but they people just again people just want to be the ultimate authority on shit you know they just want to be like i read this and it's like dude you're the the, the authority that you're uh referencing isn't even a fucking authority yeah, <laughs> like, i know you know what i mean they, they learned it from somebody else right know? like it's like it's they don't even know that much where they're like you know that like that you're not saying anything that's like groundbreaking or or, or or you know that you don't have the final word on this right <laughs> by by bringing this up right you know that that doesn't prove anything right well and it's and it's restrictive to artists too it's mm-hmm. like it's like man you know you you've compartmentalized things so much to where people feel like they're afraid to get out of those boundaries now yeah. and, you know outside of those confines and it, it's it's like man i don't know i i, I miss uh when people experimented and I feel like people are afraid to do that. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself. I don't, with certain things that I write now, I'm like, I'm like, well, should I do that? Or what, I, you know, am I, am I shooting myself in the foot by doing that? Yeah, and that's yeah. all, that all just comes from fear, man. But it's because we've read so many of these fucking books and we've seen the movies that have been successful. And, and when it's you like, listen to all these people like, Oh man, it makes, it makes my stomach turn when I hear like writers describe like some of the stuff they do. They're like, I got a project with these new directors, and they're I'm like, oh, oh my god, like, yeah, like, why, like, like you know, like, uh, you know, like, well, the directors are giving me their feedback. Oh, why, you know what I mean, like, why? you know what I mean, like, fuck, you know what I mean, like, that's like, no, uh, uh, 
Yeah. You know, I have cool. flashbacks, PTSD and shit like, oh, because oh. <laughs> I'm in situations where it's like, if I'm in a situation like that, it's because they're paying me. And, and then like, I'm just trying to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to, over, I'm not like, because it's not fulfilling because I don't respect them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, they yeah. can't write better than me. Like, yeah. they can't like, so I don't care what they have to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, and t- if you can write better than me, then okay, but you can't. So like, why, why do I give a fuck? You yeah. Know? And if and that, if that, if that, that gives you a perception as if I'm hard to work with, then I, I mean, am I lying though? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't say, I don't get up here and say, yo, I'm a better cinematographer than Dean Cundy. Right. Like, you know, I'm not like, yo, Dean Cundy, man. Like, listen, bro, like, I, I, yeah. that's, this is how you frame a shot. This is how you, this is like, no, like, <laughs> would he listen to me? Like as a screenwriter, would he give a fuck what I had to say? What if Dean Cundy had to listen to you? Like, okay, Ryan, in the script you wrote, like, uh, you want, like, he's not going to care what I wrote. Like, you know oh. what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? I'm not the direct, if unless I'm directing it, I guess. But like, if I'm not directing, why is he going to give a fuck about if I put open with a wide shot? Like he made yeah. this, you know, the him and the director made us decide something else and they're not going to give a fuck. They're not going to come over to me and ask me that shit. Yeah. Like, so why is it okay for these other people who don't, aren't as good as me? like at this one specific thing to do that like right that's becoming acceptable you know in film like because it's like film is collaborative yeah it's funny how it's more collaborative when it's certain certain positions <laughs> like well, the yeah, above the line positions yeah, yeah. like but, right but, because that's the one thing they can change that doesn't require them to build sets and uh but well they it does require them but like if they can change it before they do that you know so it's like and plus everybody just thinks they can do it yeah you know? because let's be honest uh, screenplay writing is like a bastardized form of writing. So yeah. you do have a lot of people that aren't, I said this with the, to, to David and Kelby, like uh, there's most screenwriters that I know aren't actually writers. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're hustlers, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they, they're not like, there's differences, there's levels to that shit. Uh, and some of the shit is like, yeah, these people aren't really writers. They're just like, yeah, I'm just trying to make this movie get my little money on, you know, like yeah, and, and didn't they kind of get into it for for superficial reasons? Like they probably saw how easy they thought it would be. Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, shit, all I need is a computer and the software. How hard? And, can and, it be? But honestly, I kind of respect some I know some writers who are like, dog, this ain't poetry. And I yeah. kind of respect that. I'm like, you're right. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you really do have to have that kind of approach. I do feel like because well, most of the time they won't be made in the yeah, movie. Yeah, and also like it, it, there is a level of like you're right because the screenplay isn't the final thing, you know. Um, yeah. The movie is the final thing. It's not like a novel. The novel is the thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So the exactly. the word is the most important, and in this situation, it's not like it's secondary because ultimately, what you're making is a visual, an audio visual thing. You're making cinema. Yeah. So, so, so the words aren't necessarily going to be represented as actual words, but is they're going to be represented as dialogue yeah. and as pictures and as, and like, that's the ultimate medium. That's the ultimate destination for the medium. Right. Yeah. So well, and, and they, you know, they are like blueprints and they're malleable mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just like any set of blueprints, you'll have your addendums and shit and things. Right. That change. Right. But, it, but it's, at the same time, it's like that, that's no excuse to disrespect the writer or facts. Yeah, like facts. Negate, negate what they do or, you know, they just um, thinking that anybody can do it because Here's not what, everybody can. 
on that on that blueprint thing right here's the yeah. difference this is this is i love this i just came up cool. with this right this is what some some screenplays are blueprints yeah but the majority of scripts that are made now in hollywood and in tv are ikea instructions <laughs> yeah mass yeah. produced to build yeah. the same thing over and over again for any idiot can build it yeah it's not a blueprint a blueprint is a complex thing that takes a crew of, yeah you know of artisans and specialized fucking architects like right like engineers engineers yeah. an ikea instruction requires no <laughs> anybody can just go into ikea get to buy the thing build it based off the ikea instructions that's yeah. what most of the shit that's being written is so like it sucks that's because sad most you're you're trying to write as blueprint and you these reps are like no nah, we need ikea instructions yeah. <laughs> that's what they want they, they yeah. want you to make uh, ikea instructions uh, yeah which is a totally different kind of they thing. won't they won't tell you that but that is totally what they want that's right yeah we i can't put this in a movie it's uh i can't sell this it's misogynistic and i guess i guess uh i guess in their world i guess they're kind of right because the people that they go to say these goofy things you know <laughs> yeah it's, 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 yeah. it's unfortunate that it's mm -hmm. so guarded by gatekeepers you know but it's always been uh, gatekeeps right it's always been yeah. gatekeep but the, that's always the game too the game has always been how do you get it how do you subvert the gatekeepers yeah like you know what i'm saying like always it's always yeah. been that like you know so it's always never going away the gatekeepers just change like they don't look the same yeah. you know or you know they, they they there's always a new set of gatekeepers you know um that well, just kind of yeah, like, uh, man, I wrote a script. Um, I'd love, I mean, if you're down to read it, I'd love to send it to you. But it's a, a slasher script that I wrote, you know, a few years back, mm -hmm. and it's uh, it was called Bad Summer. That's the one I told you. To, you said you're gonna send it to me. Okay, okay. And I didn't. You never sent it. And I told you. I was like, yeah, go ahead and send me that. Like, okay, and, yeah. I was like, and then I asked you. I was like, yo, what's that Bad Summer one? Yeah, so definitely send me that. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking long. It's really long, mm -hmm. and I, and now I feel like I could just turn it into a novel because. Mm -hmm. I did have a couple uh, people on the professional level read it and they all kind of gave me the same feedback. They're like this, you know, there's really, it's too long. They're like, you can't have a three hour slasher movie. But at the, you know, at the same time, like when I wrote it, I was just like, you know, it's got a lot of nasty stuff in there. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's one fucking uh, camp counselor that, you know, keeps flirting with this 17 year old girl. She's one of the campers, you know, <laughs> and like, it's, it's just, you know, a lot of nasty shit and violence and, and uh subversive type stuff but um you know but when i wrote it i was it was like i want to have fun with this you know well and listen listen if you think they say that right they say you can't have a three-hour slasher film let ari yeah. aster write bad summer <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee they're they're not yeah. They're, yeah, right ari aster could make a three-hour slasher film right now if he just in gave me the idea in, they in fact i think his new movie is something like that right now that they're like a24 is kind of going back and forth with him with the movie he has with Joaquin Phoenix or whatever. That's uh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. like super long. Like, yeah. but he can get away with like, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like the, you always can't do it unless you can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like cause now yeah. that you say it, I'm like, yo, the pro that like the prospect of making an epic three hour slasher. Yeah. To some people that would be like, no, but to me, the way I'm seeing it, I see it 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. I'm not thinking of the tropes. I'm not thinking of a slasher film that's just predicated on jump scares and like, you know, the, I see that that being an element like that you play off of, but like it goes, the three hours is to explore the slasher in, in, in a way that never is. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The, all the moments in between the shit that like you just speed through in a slasher movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's definitely something that these people just don't have vision. They can't, <laughs> they can't see it until someone yeah. does it. You know, it's like, the, yeah, the first fucking death, I think, doesn't occur till like page 50, you know, whereas normally, you know, in a slasher, the, you'd have it within the first five or See, 10. Someone's going to do it. I think you should do it. But, you know, whatever. But someone's going to do that. Like, yeah. Watch. And, and, and they're going to do it and it's going to work. And then they're, then people be like, oh, yeah, but that person can do it. Exactly. <laughs> or, or, or they maybe they jump on the train and be like, for a brief minute, they're like, people want this, this the long, the epic slasher now. And now yeah. the epic slasher is a brand thing now. Like now it's a thing that didn't exist. Like watch, it just takes one person to do the thing. That's true. Uh, I mean, somebody who's in a position to and has the the you know all the wherewithal. But yeah. it's, I mean, if I had the means, I would totally make that movie because it was fun to write. You know, I was like Michael like, Cimino making a slasher movie, dog. Like think about that. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Cimino slasher. Like I would see it. I would watch right, it. Right, right, right. Like a Dude. fucking long because think about it. Like the deaths would be so much more uh effect like they would be you would care more about the deaths mm -hmm. potentially yeah. well if that, you're actually living with these characters and developing them and is more character based when the and then when the every time the actual deaths happen it feels like fuck you know what i mean as opposed it, to just being fun exactly <laughs> well yeah and that's what when i was writing it i actually got attached to all the characters like it was one of those things where like I knew those motherfuckers, you know, and they were mm. I had spent 50 pages of setting all these people up and they were talking and there was like, mm. you know, it was just I, I the way I tried to pitch it to somebody was like a Agatha Christie, you know, meets Richard Linklater type shit. Like and uh, and it was like uh, because the characters are kind of long winded. And at the time I was kind of, you know, reading a lot of Patty Shaevsky scripts. And shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like uh, I was being real uh, i guess a little long-winded and verbose mm -hmm. but like uh but that's what made the the characters seem fun because mm -hmm. they were all talking in a in a weird way it was its own little world and it was set on an island you know mm -hmm. so i guess that's where the agatha christie part comes in but but it was like um you know whenever i killed them there was always uh it was like a sadness there was like a malaise that set in it was like oh man i really like that guy and and mm -hmm. and i and i but i remember somebody gave me coverage uh, maybe it was a consultant or I don't remember who I was talking to about this, but they, there was a character, a girl character who uh, had this huge monologue and, and, and it was like a page long fucking monologue of her talking about one of her ex-boyfriends and how he got her pregnant and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and she was sitting by the window and it was just one of those like down moments in the scene where everybody's just kind of talking. And, and then all of a sudden the killer jumps through the fucking window and interrupts her story. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and yeah, like yeah. right when she gets to like this important part of the story uh the killer jumps in and fucking grabs her and and it's over well somebody told me that i didn't need that scene or that that moment and they were like that bitch shouldn't you know she shouldn't be sitting there talking for so long and uh but i liked it you know it was like it had nothing to do with the story but it was just a little character moment and it also would like kind of make you forget that you were watching horror you know, or reading yeah. horror, because you, yeah. you get you get so into this girl's story about her ex boyfriend, how he knocked her up, and whatever. And uh, 
and then she gets killed and you're not expecting the jump, you know, and that's what I thought was cool about it. But, you know, a lot of people thought otherwise. And they were like, man, this is just, you know, this is just too much fucking dialogue, man. You know, I get it. But and that's why I thought, you know, maybe turn it into a novel or something, you know, because when you write a novel, there are no gatekeepers. You can self-publish now. Yeah, so Yeah, yeah. And a novel, um, novels, like I always tell people, like, that's that's another whole thing, too. Like, I respect the fuck out of novelists. I'm yeah. like, you know, and like, uh, um, there's certain writing that like I would like if the satisfaction of finishing a novel and putting it out is is like, you know, it's the thing like you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I feel like I don't understand screenwriters who just want to be screenwriters. I don't understand it. Yeah. You don't get the satisfaction like because it, you either need to be a filmmaker or write, pro, write prose too. Like you, because yeah. you'll get satisfaction from those things. Yeah. Like, because you're seeing a thing and you're creating a thing screenwriting, you're creating the thing that for the thing to be created. So if you don't have any other, uh, if that's all you're doing, if you literally, that's all you're, I don't like, I don't want to do that. Like, it's weird to me. Like I know writers that do that. Like, yeah, that's all you do is you, all you do is write the script. Like, that's it. Like, you don't yeah. want to do anything else. Like, you don't, you know, And I'm not going to lie. I love that. I love that the craft of it. Like, I mean, if, mm -hmm. it's obviously my favorite thing to do, but like mm -hmm. I do, but writing a novel, I used to do it when I was a kid, man. I used to write mm -hmm. short stories. I never even thought about scripts. I didn't same, even know. I, I was the same way. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 it was just like I just wanted to write short stories. And and there is something, uh, like you said, you 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 can do what the fuck you want when you write a novel. You once it's there, it's there. It's on the printed page. You know. That's what that's what was so liberating of talking to those Broken River, uh, the guys from Agitator. The, they have Broken River books. Is like they, like they were just like, yeah, we just want to make these stuff. We just want to put it out. We just want to like make these short digestible books and like be prolific yeah. and like one after another, after another, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's refreshing. Yeah. That is, that's because it's like, that's ultimately what you, everyone's doing this for. You're yeah. doing this to put things into the world for people to yeah. find, like just chasing scripts all the time and trying to get shit set up. You've, you've got piles of scripts that nothing to show for it. Like, Oh yeah, I got a pile of scripts, but no one's reading them. Yeah, that's the disheartening part is and it's yeah. because we all want to see movies. I mean, I'm a movie guy, so right. that is my number one choice of right. I mean, that is my preferred medium. But right. But, but it's but, like so 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 that's what I say like it's like you have to be you have to diversify the skill set. You've already done it once. You made a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like regardless of whether you made another one or not, like that's a thing you can point to and be like I made that. Like close calls yeah. is 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 a Richard Stringham thing. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's there. there. It's not going anywhere. So, right, right, yeah. right. So it's like you always have that. Uh, but imagine a motherfucker that's got 20 specs. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah. It's yeah. like, OK, but no one's going to read them unless they're reading them to potentially make them. That's it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't have a movie to point to and you're not like diversifying your skill set by trying to write in other mediums and put out stuff like that, too. Like you don't have to yeah. just be, you know, limited to just writing you, you, you can be like, again, that's why I always talk about Melvin Van Peoples. He's one of the fucking people who I'm like, he just did everything. Yeah, he did. Like, you know, he just did it all. Like, he wrote books, wrote for fucking a newspaper in France, wrote and directed and starred in a movie and just, he just did whatever he, he felt like, wrote fucking, uh, a fucking, wrote the music 
fucking wrote a fucking musical play like yeah. just, just whatever you know what i'm saying and didn't yeah. and it wasn't like corny shit it wasn't like some of these writers we know who are just bad in every medium <laughs> yeah well and uh, also i mean melvin van peoples he didn't he didn't wait around for people to tell wait. him yes or no yeah, and he didn't wait to tell motherfuckers I'm like i that's what i'm like i'm like i'm not in this to wait i'm not yeah. in this to get to a position to have a motherfucker give me a green light. Like if I invested in it, I'm going to put it out some way. Yeah. yeah. Like at this point, at the age that we're at, at this point, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Like if I've sat down to make this thing, unless it's a paid gig, right? That's different. Yeah. If yeah. I'm doing it for someone else, if someone comes to me with something, right? And they're like, here, can you do this? And I feel like I can execute it. And it, they give me the sort of, money and a level of uh, creative freedom i'll do that yeah. and that's different those are more mercenary and something that i feel like i can do well enough mm -hmm. right but anything outside of that scenario it's going to be if i'm putting if it's coming from here it's it, it's i want to make it some way yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like i want to make it so i don't even want to set out to to like like if i make a spec right now that's just completely of my own the goal is to make it like, and guess what? I'm going to figure a way to make it. If you don't want to make it, this will make it small scale. And in the meantime, while I'm trying to figure that out, I'll, I'll pivot and I will do a book, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's something that's put out into the world. And then maybe I'll come back to see how I'm going to make this other thing. And I'll just continue to make, that's, that's just what I want to do. Like, I'm not, I don't yeah. want to do all this stuff that I see all these other people doing. Like, like it's boring. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. You're just waiting around for your reps. You're waiting around for actors to attach. You're waiting around to listen to like, like some, producer you know like i don't care i don't care about any of those people like i don't yeah. care <laughs> yeah no leonardo no, I, dicaprio's like, i don't care <laughs> yeah i and, and i guess the sad fact of it is you know I, I heard john carpenter say this i think about screenplays you know and it and it kind of like it depressed me but at the same time i accepted the I know exactly out. yeah like, i know exactly what you're gonna say go ahead yeah <laughs> I he heard, ba I heard he basically it. i'm paraphrasing but he basically was like you have to not give a shit about what you're writing because mm -hmm. he was like, the chances are it's not going to be made. And he was like, and you're going to be abused. And he was like, that's why he was like, if you really care about your material, he's like, you need to just write novels. And, and, uh, mm -hmm. and that's when I started thinking like, man, that is that fucking sucks. Or you know? do like he did in direct shit. Like yeah. Carpenter yeah. was another motherfucker who didn't wait for permission. Like, you know, right. like when he was doing, when he was doing like all those, even Halloween and Assault on Precinct 13. And yeah, like he was one of my just, favorite films, by the way, yeah. Assault on Precinct 13. He's just it. a motherfucker from Bowling Green, dog. That's not even that yeah. far from where I'm at, dog. Like, yeah, it's a guy from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, like, um, like, and just came out there and just was making stuff. People forget, like, Carpenter was an independent filmmaker who, like, really, I mean, like, yeah, his stuff yeah. got bought and distributed, but like a lot, you know. At a certain point, he was just making things independently, you know, yeah. like um, until he broke in, like and started doing studio stuff. But but yeah. for the most part, he was a self-generative filmmaker, like yeah. um, and like you said, he was making his own music, you know, scoring yeah. his movies, doing all the shit, doing it, you know, like and that's again, like so it's like take take it Carpenter's advice if you have that's, that's sound advice. It can be depressing if you. If if you invest in the idea of being a screenwriter as an identity, yeah, and that's it, yeah, <laughs> right. Which is, don't like, yeah, you know yeah. like, like that's sad. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, don't. Well, you know, and, you, know you you had a uh, it was on Facebook one day. You or maybe you made a tweet about it, but it was something like something along the lines of you know the end game is not just having your fucking name 
uh, just a credit, you know, it says written by so-and-so because I mean, was it really, was it really written by you or you just, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like to certain people that seems crazy, right? Uh, Cause yeah. they just want to have their, it's like, I don't want to just have my name on some stupid app. Like I could have had that already. <laughs> like yeah, that's, yeah. that's a vanity thing. That's a yeah. vanity thing. That's all that is. Yeah. Like it's vanity. And it's, it's not that, the end goal. It's, it's not, not the end. Goal. It's not the end goal. It is something that you really don't have control over. You know, like, like at the end of the day, like it's not something you really have any sort of real, like creative control. Once they get the script, it's like, fuck you most times, unless you've got clout. Yeah. You know, and even then it's well, and, like, and, and I mean, I guess like if, if that's what their identity is wrapped around, like if that's, if that, like you said, if that's what they want to be, if they just want, solely want to be a screenwriter and they want to take the abuse and they want to just be staffed on something, some show somewhere and sit in some fucking room, you know, that, and, I mean, that's fine, but you know, it's, and I don't find, listen, I don't, I listen, I know a lot of people that do that and yeah. they make money and they live comfortably you know more power yeah. to them but don't t- don't come to me and try to tell me that you make a like like you're some sort of authority on art because that's that's when i have an issue yeah yeah it's like yeah. you know at that point i'm like bro just make your money collect your check and be quiet yeah like because you're not an authority just because you're on this like you're not <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. i mean like you're not an authority like yeah like what you do is what you do and yeah you you you're you're paid a good living like probably better living than i'm getting for doing whatever but like that in no that by no means makes you uh an arbiter of what's good by any stretch like you know like you are not in a position to do that like you're on a show making big macs you know what i'm saying back to the (laughs) big mac analogy you you make big macs like i don't care what you're talking about like at that point and it's like because at that point you're attacking me (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. whether you're aware of it or not like like whether you're aware yeah. or not i feel attacked and i must respond uh, because it's like now you're trying to tell me some shit like it's because you are on this thing and you get paid like no it's like, like, a, it's like a passive aggressive dig yeah it is it is it's like yeah. oh I, I i'm staffed on a show it's like i don't care bro like yeah. I, I had a movie that was yeah and that director didn't even let you on set like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like fuck you yeah. <laughs> like i don't care like in the movie i didn't like it so like yeah. why, why should i care what you have to say like i don't like and if you feel the type of way about that then we just different types of artists because yeah. the artist on my time understands what i'm saying and they ain't taking offense because they feel me like they're like yeah. yeah for real but yeah a motherfucker who's insecure about what they do because if, if it was me and I was making money like that, I wouldn't be insecure about it. I would I would already be accepting. I would know in that position. Right. I would know like, oh, yeah, that's what this is. But yeah. I would be actively trying to do my own thing at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be just I'm resting my laurels on the fact that I make a good living and I can get I can get continuously staffed from show to show. Yeah. Like, you know, or, or continuously get, you know, right for a certain filmmaker. Right. I would be actively like, OK, well, that pays some that pays the bills, but keeps the lights on. But. I'm making my own thing on, you know, while I have the time, the free time to do so. Yeah. Like, that, you know, that's, that's, these people uh, won't, these people are just like, this is what I do. So you're a different le- kind of artist. Yeah. You're not an artist. You're a craftsperson and that's exactly. fine. Yeah. Yeah. But don't come over here talking like you with us. Like, it's like, it's like a, one of those role players, like talking to like Michael Jordan or some shit. It's like, bro, I'm Michael Jordan, dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like you, your defense, you're like, you great. You get rebounds. Like, shut the fuck up. I mean, like you said, it takes a little bit of everybody, but I, right. I you know, it's a team I, effort, but yeah. fuck you. 
<laughs> you know what I was, I was thinking about John Cassavetes though because you were talking about like you know how you sometimes you have to have the gigs and the side hustle and all that mm-hmm. like John Cassavetes man was an actor by by you know by trade like that was like his day job I guess and mm-hmm. but what he really wanted to do was direct and yeah. and it was unfortunate that like you know a lot of his I guess his films are being discovered now through like Criterion Collection and but it was like really nobody like I don't think his films were really profitable back then and like because he was he was basically acting to take that money to put into his, his own movie, film yeah. and he did whatever the fuck he wanted to do and that's like that is you know creative autonomy that's, he won dog like people don't understand that he won yeah they don't yeah. understand that like yeah. because they're not making things to make things right they're making things to collect accolades and be on red carpets yeah yeah like they're not the thing is not enough yeah like the thing is just the the thing is the byproduct as opposed to the other stuff being the byproduct, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, that's what they care. That's the more, the, the, the emphasis is on like that, like the idea of I'm this person, like, as opposed to like, no, nah, I just want to make shit. It was always boils down to like, why are you doing it? Like yeah. if you're doing it for that reason and solely that reason, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons yeah. and you're going to be miserable. You're never going to be satisfied regardless, even if you do hit it big. Yeah. You're just constantly, well, it's, you're constantly it's going to be upset. Of, yeah. And it's going to feel false and inauthentic, you know, it's going yeah. to feel people like always, you're an imposter. Yeah. But that's what people always talk about. They like imposter syndrome never goes away. I'm like, speak for yourself. <laughs> Fuck. Speak for yourself. Imposter syndrome does go away for yeah. some of us. Yeah. Like uh, uh, for you, it doesn't. Cause point. if here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Okay, mutual aberration society quotable moment right here. If imposter syndrome doesn't go away, you might be an imposter. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. th- that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. Yeah, that's a fucking great point. Fucking that. You know, I don't know. People don't. They don't. They don't understand it, man. It's just like I don't know. I see it all the time on social media, man, and it just makes me want to tune out. And like I, I do here lately. I've been on a creative high. I've, I've been so much more productive, man, that I've tuned out of fucking media, uh, you know, and I, I mean, I keep up with it, the basic mm-hmm. headlines, whatnot, but like social media, all that shit, dude, because I, I just see those same fucking attitudes, man, all, all day long. Like it's it's uh, like you said, it's those people that just keep they just keep chasing the dream. But mm-hmm. once they obtain it somehow, they're still going after it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, yeah. like you mentioned, uh, some of the filmmakers on Twitter that have been really successful like over over the past few fucking years like they've got all these marvel films under their belt and they're still they still have that same fucking attitude and it, mm-hmm. and it just they're like, just happy to be here because they're imposters exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying like that's what you feel like you feel like you shouldn't be here yeah like i don't know about you but like i feel like i should be here yeah like, you know what i'm saying like fuck you i feel like i should be here yeah <laughs> like, it's almost like they like they don't believe in themselves and someone like they're like they're insecure and yeah and it's that insecurity is built from a sense of like again maybe for a lot of them it is they kind of know that they shouldn't be where they're at like yeah because again back to what we said earlier uh it's not a meritocracy and a lot of these people are in positions that they're in because they have just the, the right connections yeah. you know what i mean like they have they have the right they form the right relationships with the right people yeah. and, and, and they're there and it's not based on their abilities. Like it's not that they're the best writer or the best or filmmaker or best, whatever. Right. It's not the case. 
and they know that, you know, um, they know that. Yeah. Implicitly, they know that and, and probably explicitly, too. Like, you know, so so you're going to have that sense of like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just I'm just happy to be here, <laughs> you know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all about perspective. I'm all about yeah. perspective. Like perspective is good. Like you need, there's times where you need to really assess your situation and be like, you know, it could be worse. I have a lot of things that I'm, you know, you know, should be appreciate, but that's a different kind of perspective. Yeah. That's a different kind of perspective than feeling like I'm just happy to be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I'm happy to be alive. You know, I'm fortunate to be, you know, I'm fortunate to be, you know, able-bodied and all kind of fortunate to be all kind of shit. Yeah. But happy to be here in terms of be in a the industry doing something at this level i'm just happy to it's like shouldn't you ex- feel that you've this is what you do like you know what i'm saying like shouldn't yeah. you feel that way especially after like a, 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 su- a substantial list of imdb credits <laughs> that you have like yeah uh, and, and, and don't you want to fucking make something that they can't take away from away you from you no, you know, they that, don't. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's how I feel like. It's I, like I Mike Flanagan like, talking about, I want to do a horror Star Wars. It's like, dude, how many checks do you need? You <laughs> yeah. already do 19 projects. You got all kind of Netflix series and movies. You got, no, you got oh, movies. Yeah. You got you got every Stephen King thing you want to do. You got every <laughs> Netflix series you want to do. I Now I need a Disney check. Like, what is wrong? Like, like bro. He's works all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about, oh, I need to do a Star Wars Disney movie. He's like tweeting it. <laughs> it's like, no, first of all, no one wants that one. Second of all, no, you don't. You don't need any more money. <laughs> no, that dude, he's got his name on everything, man. Like, I don't know what it's like. He's making money. You tell me you're not making money. You make money. You cast your wife and everything. Like, y'all good. <laughs> You yeah. you won. <laughs> I don't even know who's who his wife is. Who, who's his Isn't wife? Isn't every everything? Uh, you you seen Hutch? Hush. Uh, yes. She's the the woman who plays the main the lead. Who's oh, she's like, the lead. Okay. Yeah, who can't yeah, the mute Norman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember her name, but uh, yeah, that's actually good. That's a good movie by him. He's done some decent stuff, but I you know I agree with you though. I mean, it's like damn, like what's the apex for you man like, right like you look, just start <laughs> listing the movies and credits and shows and like yeah. and like the stuff he has in development and like they, he's doing something right now another horror mini series for netflix like i think it's something to do with salem witches or something. i don't know something like that right yeah. like he's doing that and it's like he's tweeting about doing a star wars disney shit like <laughs> oh my what's, God. like what are you talking about? <laughs> like you're getting to do stuff that most people like that that series that he did the fucking uh, the, the vampire one, like what? Uh, yeah, um, was it uh, fucking forget the, the name of it? Salem's Manor, the Manor on Haunted Hill, or something. No, he did that. Best Bly Manor, but like he did yeah. a, he did like a his own like Salem Lost ripoff or whatever. Oh, okay. I was super critical of it. Like people were like, like it's the best thing, and I'm like, it's got a, it's like four filler episodes. Like in out of like the eight or however many episodes it was like there's at least four filler episodes in there, yeah. Like, but but whatever. But like but like he got to do that at a budget and the scale and like like that most motherfuckers would wish you know they could do. And he got to have complete control. Yeah. Uh, and it's like he's over here talking about a Star Wars. Like <laughs> I don't understand these people. Like yeah, I don't no. understand Hollywood. Like these Hollywood people, I don't get like. These it'll be people just doing 30, 30 movies and they'd be like, yo, they still be on Twitter like, oh, I can't wait to work with this person. I'm like, you're getting 
you're getting like it's like Frank Grillo. Like Frank Grillo does a million movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and do, you, do you think it's because they're not creatively fulfilled? Like they are kind of. Like, I think they cash in checks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and I think that they want more checks. Yeah. But I'm That's like, but I'm looking. I'm thinking. I'm like, but 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 what? Like what? You're you're good. <laughs> you know, what I'm like, <laughs> you've got a lot of money. Like you know, yeah. you're working consistently. Like you don't need to be out here vying for more projects. Like, yeah. all I could think of is like they're just really irresponsible with their money, which I can relate. You know, I'm not the most responsible money person. Like, but, 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 uh, no, I'm not but, either. I bought but, too many movies. <laughs> right. But, but at a certain point you like, bro, the amount of dollars that these people are generating for all the projects, they should not be vying for these. Uh, like it doesn't make, I can't square it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't, well, and, I can't square I mean, it. And you would think that some of these filmmakers uh, being in, in these positions would like give opportunities to, to other indie filmmakers that, you know, let's get back to the days where, you know, we can make films for a hundred thousand dollars. And I know that's kind of bullshit, but mm -hmm. it'll never happen. <laughs> but it's like, man, I mean, really movies cost way too fucking much. And like, I mean, just for some of these crazy budgets that I've seen, man, you could, you could have so many up and coming indie filmmakers just make, make something for, you know, hundred thousand to three hundred thousand like i miss the days and i know that they'll never come back but you know like new line cinema for example used to just like guys like bob shea would just mm -hmm. people would just come like off the street you know and, and with, a, with a script and he'd just be like all right let's take a chance on it you know and right. I, just, I don't feel like you have people in, in those positions anymore that really want to give opportunities to you know guys who have stories that are worth telling you know and can tell them on low budgets man it's just everything's so inflated now i mean i don't know a lot, a lot of the shit that i see like on netflix but I, it's just crazy but and it's probably there's a good reason why netflix is probably going belly up <laughs> but i mean they spend, <laughs> they spend way too much on their fucking uh their their shows their movies and you know it's like man why does this shit have to cost that much man as i i always i always say it's money laundering. Like, <laughs> I yeah. swear to God, it's money laundering, man. I swear to God. Bro. Like, somebody needs to do forensic accounting on some of this stuff. Because, uh, yeah. like, and some of it is just people, the, the people at the top are taking so much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're getting, like, they're, they're, they're skimming. Like, they're, they're, they're going back for seconds. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. my fee is usually this, but I'm going to take this. Yeah. Like, cause I can, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, like whether it's like the, the number one on the call sheet actors or, or the director and the producers, some, sometimes that's the same person. <laughs> sometimes it's all three. Sometimes it's a director, actor, producer, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're stacking fees on top of fees. And then like on top of like the production, the budget for the actual shop shoot, you know, yeah, and, and also what, the what they have allotted for, for COVID, too. Don't they have yeah. a lot going in yeah. there? Yeah, they got all kind of stuff where you just was like, the money don't make sense. Like, it don't oh. it don't make sense. Because uh, you know they don't make that money back. Like, no. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I know Top Gun Maverick did pretty well recently, but, like, most of these, most of this shit that they're putting, like, $100 million into, like, how the fuck do you make that money back? I don't think I don't they think, are. you know what, I, you know what, I think, I don't know about that. Because they're so secretive and so tight with that, letting yeah. out 
the sort of actual uh, lifetime gross of movies. Yeah. Like to this day, like, yeah. you know, like they don't really let you see the books like that. Like you don't really get to see what these movies have made over years uh because it's, I, it's I, just like the, the initial box office grows but, but yeah, you got to think about you got to think about all you see is initial box office growth you don't ever see things like okay like the the sort of the money that you know like whether they sell it pre-sale you know whether it's foreign right sales or you know yeah total sales of like whatever whatever deals they cut with the streamers to to have the the, the things exclusively for certain certain amounts of time yeah uh uh what kind of what kind of splits they have are, are sort of what that not merchandise type related shit. Uh, yeah, that's uh, another thing. Fucking things like, you know, actual sales digitally, you know, let alone, yeah. you know, like, like, because, you know, you'll see a movie on Apple TV for like $9 or $20. <laughs> like, yeah. where's all that money going? Like, you're trying to tell me, like, uh, let's, like a movie like The Minions, right? A movie like The Minions, you could probably buy it right now, right? You yeah. can't tell me that The Minions hasn't been bought by like, so many families just like, oh, Minions is on Amazon Prime. Just I'm just going to buy it for $6 or whatever. Yeah. You know, like how many times have people done, like, yeah, most times it's there for free probably, but you're not, it's not really free. You got a, prescri- uh, a subscription, but like I see people do it all the time. Like I know people that'll be like, oh, that's on Google Play. I'll just buy it right now for five or rent it. Like, mm-hmm. you know that like the persons, the, the actual filmmakers aren't getting that a uh, significant majority of that $20 no. tag. No, and I, I think most of these are just tax write-offs, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, like there's all sorts of money that's not accounted for. So it's like right. I, I wonder, I really wonder, because they always say they even say successful movies are like, oh, it actually lost money. It's like, yeah, they only say that when it's time for when the filmmaker comes around wanting, wanting to like, you know, wanting to pay up. Then like, oh yeah, well actually, it just manages <laughs> to never make money then, right? Yeah, but it's super it's, successful, yeah. but it still hasn't made money. It's like. It's yeah. just another another example of that creative accounting, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like it's robbing Peter to pay Paul and all that shit. Right. These fucking companies, these are huge companies. They're not yeah. invested in doing stuff to lose money. Right. So they're making money. Don't like yeah. don't let these people lie and say they're not making. Why are you so big? Yeah. Like, why is Disney buying up all of the fucking shit? Like, yeah. Why are like these companies merging and like in like wanting to have all this IP? Why are they so big? Why do they have giant offices and, and yeah. you know, like, and like, but it's just insane. Cause it's like, God, you think about Netflix and Disney. It's like, how are they making money when they've had so many bombs recently? But you know, I understand. But like you said, with the merchandise and merchandising, Disney plus memberships, uh, yeah. Disney owns so much stuff, you know, also, you know, talk about theme park stuff. Disney's yeah. has got all kind of, all kind of revenue streams coming in. Like, you know, uh, it's hard to account for all the money that comes in and out of there. Like, yeah. and it's the same with, you know, Netflix, even though I know they're going in the slump, but like Netflix is always has, has been playing with house money because they have subscription service. Right. Yeah. And so many people subscribe to it. Like, even though now it's like, that's starting to, it's on a decline. But I, I hear, I hear they're becoming more of an ad based platform like Tubi now. Yeah. And who knows, to- who knows what kind of deals they're getting, you know, like in terms of like companies wanting, you know, with money paying Netflix significant money to have ads, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, uh, uh, because Netflix is huge. Yeah. So it's like, they're not, you can just, that's not a cheap price tag to be on the platform for sure. Like, you know, plus they're, they're still technically a tech company, so they can yeah. fucking inflate their value 
<laughs> like our company's worth 60 million, like even though they've yeah. never generated that, like, you know, like, but they're, they treat it as such. So there's all sorts of ways that they make money. So it's like when they, when they cry, like that, they're like, we can't pay. It's like bullshit. You can't, yeah. you, you guys are making money. Like yeah, you're you, you'll be okay. Money. I mean, your, your algorithm is pretty much dictating mm-hmm. what kind of stories people are telling now so right, right. all of these companies they kill me like they just it's like come on man like like come on man I, I could just walk in one of these offices and you can't tell me these people where's these they're making money <laughs> they've yeah. got the the dopest coffee making machines <laughs> I, they get the time that the big giant motherfucker, you can make espressos and lattes and all kind of shit like yeah like, uh, the fucking like where's this money coming from? Like, you know, like <laughs> you ever just walk into a motherfucker's place and they'd be like, I'm broke. And you'd be like, <laughs> broke how? Like, you, know, yeah. like, like you, uh, you ain't got money to pay me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you got crown molding on your front porch. Yeah. yeah. Let me walk by your Rolls Royce real quick. You ain't can't, <laughs> I ain't got it, bro. Like, what? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's Hollywood though. That's how it is. That's really how it is. Like they really be like that. Like it really be like people, rich people telling you, yeah, man, you know, I kind of how destitute they are. And- yeah. It's like, no, you're not destitute. You just don't want to give me <laughs> uh, the money that I am. Oh, like, you know, you want to, you want a deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't want to pay full price. You know, you want a deal. So, you know, uh, the, the studio system, it's the same. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to probably cut you bigger checks than you know an individual rich person is but at the yeah. at the end of the day they're gonna try to fuck you so uh don't make movies within the studio system yeah that's a beautiful way to go out <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful way <laughs> that, that sort of encapsulates everything that we've been talking about yeah so. yeah yeah or, or make it independently and then sell it sell it sell it to them you know like or or, or don't sell it even just like yeah. don't never completely sell it be like actually you know i'll do some kind of distribute some new kind of like co-distribution deal or something like you know (laughs) like try to retain ownership of the shit you know yeah like yeah they'll like you know that's the cool thing one of the last things i'll say and because we've been going forever is is uh is look at like rob zombie right yeah and like how he bought back the rights to like the Devil's Rejects. I mean, not the Devil's, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. The characters and all this. He bought it back because they were yeah. like, this movie was like over budget. They thought it was, you know, not going to make any money. You know, he ended up buying it back from them and then finishing the movie. One of the smartest things that guy ever did. But I mean, I guess Rob Zombie's a savvy business person. I mean, yeah, he always has been, right? He'd, he'd already dealt with the, the. He had dealt with the music industry. He's always yeah. been sad. He's always been savvy. So, but like, but I just point to that. Like, how many how many filmmakers do you know that still retain? Tarantino does, right? Like, yeah, the filmmakers that still retain the intellectual rights or property rights to sort of the stuff they've created. Like, yeah, the studios distribute it, but they still own the characters. You know, um, how many people can? Do, how many people do that? It's it's rare. Do you know, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you have to deal, if you have to deal with the devil, like you know what I'm saying? Like, don't sell your soul. Just yeah. lo- lease it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that is a good way to end it. Uh I thanks, man. It. Thanks, Richard, for coming on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Awesome, it man. Dude. This has uh, been an awesome conversation. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll chop this into two 
or I'll just let it rock with whatever for. Uh, yeah. Hey, we've been going for a long time. This is, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this is, this, this would be a big fucking episode, man. That I th- it'd be cool if it was just one big episode, but I don't know how you do it. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, your show. Well, well, you'll, you'll, you'll find out if you're listening to this, you already know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what platforms can you find us on? Like what, what do you um, I'm on Apple plus I'm gonna, I mean, Apple podcast. I'm on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I'm on, I have to actually check the RSS. I think I'm on most, most of the, most of the, uh, str- pod, the DSPs, right. The digital streaming platforms. Yeah. I'm pretty much on most of them. I, I might still not be on the Google one. I need, I think I need to do that. Yeah. Dude, that do, do a fucking video version of this. Drop it up on YouTube, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to chop at least <laughs> at the very least chop the clips. I'm probably going to do a Patreon at some point. Um, yeah. I just want to build to it first. Like, I feel like Buzzkill came out the gate with a Patreon. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Like, I feel like you have to, I feel like you have to, like, first you have to establish uh, a relationship with with the listener, right? What I mean by that is, like, yeah, consistency and, like, episodes that they want to hear. And then you start to do the, like, okay, Patreon yeah you know for the extra episode because they have they, they have to know what they have to want to know what you're gonna say say like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're like fuck i want to hear more from this guy he's probably got some juicy stuff that's how you tease them you know yeah. you're like hey if you want the juicy stuff you got to join the patreon <laughs> you know so yeah so look for that in the future <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, but, but let me stop <laughs>